Hey, when does the show start? It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. With Bailey. I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of The Bailey Show. All right, there it is, Monday, the 10th day of July, 2023. Hope you had a great weekend. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, that's Nikki D. That is me. There's Nelson. Hello. 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 A big thanks to Sky River Casino and Elk Grove for sponsoring this next four hours of subpar programming. <laughs> <laughs> per programming. Uh, your phone number, 916-909-0985. If you'd like to text us at any time, feel free. That same phone number, 916-909-0985. Messaging data rates apply. The Odyssey app, as well as thebaileyshow.com. You get our podcast, and you can stream us anytime, anyplace, anywhere. And then on social media, listen to the BS on threads, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and on the YouTube at The Bailey Show. A lot's going on. Uh, Blues Traveler, Big Head Todd, and the Monsters and Spin Doctors, all three bands are going to be at the venue, Thunder Valley, at the end of this month on the 28th. That's a Saturday night. Those tickets will be going to you at the uh, end of this hour when we play a game of Order Up for a Monday. Order Up for a Monday. Everybody had a good time. Oh, before I start about the Nickelback stuff. By the way, real quick, uh, mm-hmm. before I forget, for you, Nelson, your yeah. kid? Yeah. One of your kids? Oh, no. So my wife is watching. <laughs> for some reason, I don't even know why. Both of Nelson's just so well-behaved children. They're at my house right now. <laughs> and your youngest dropped my dog's toy, the one that he thinks is his, the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And when he did, he screamed the S-word. Ooh. Oh, they curse. I never heard him curse. Yeah, I've never heard him curse either. Oh, look at that! It's first, it's like saying "dad" for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard him curse. I might have it on camera, actually. Great. So, see if I can grab that audio for you. Well, I don't want you to get busted with the internal cameras that, that she's not supposed to know about. Correct. Yeah, those only come out, you know, when the big guns need to be. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was good meeting a lot of you at Nickelback this weekend at the mm-hmm. Toyota Amphitheater. That's the first time that. We've all been to the venue since moving to Sacramento, and I know it's a little touchy. Is it considered Sacramento? I've, I've got the whole rundown. But <laughs> nonetheless, it was a, I thought, fantastic venue. Uh, the parking, I got there a little early, so the parking wasn't open, and I didn't realize that. So the lady, no one told me. No one wanted to talk to me, so they just kind of pushed me and kept shoving me. <laughs> so I ended up at the Hard Rock. Yes, you did, where I almost ended up. And I, had to, and I Ubered over. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, you know, just growing pains, learning. But once we got into the venue, I was like, wow, this is really good sound, mm-hmm. great seating. You know, when the sun dips down and you get that cool air and, you know, it's everything was very cool about it. Nickelback was a great show. Like going to see shows when in that type of weather, that type of environment is is, is very, very cool. So uh, Nickelback, uh, we, we got to hang out with them a little bit beforehand. Mm-hmm. They were really nice, really cool. They stayed. They spent a lot of time with us. How long did they stay back there? 
Oh, that's right. I'm talking to you. I'm going, are you going to get in on this conversation? But I forgot you guys missed it. We missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I really honestly forgot you guys missed it. Oh, it all blurs funny. together. Uh, yeah, it did. I thought uh-huh. you guys were there. It really did. I mean, we were there. We weren't at the meeting greet. Right. Mm-hmm. Because Nelson was running a little late. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so, therefore, we were late. Is that, your, is that what you're saying? No, that's what happened. That's what happened. Just that, rode with me. I rode with him. Oh, you rode with him. Mm-hmm. And why was he running late? Because Were you upset he, that you missed it then? It would be on him. I was upset that he missed it because I know this is his favorite band and he really wanted to see them really bad. So I felt sorry for him. Not I, for me. I, right. I felt a little bad for him as well. Don't feel I bad felt for very bad for him. I tried to hold it up. No, I tried to just, I, I even put a chair in front of their door. <laughs> <laughs> so they wouldn't come out. I had an opportunity at one point to make eye contact with Chad. That was enough for me. I would have screwed it up. So why I were you late? I was I was at work. You were at work. I was, was doing, doing work. work. Yeah. Doing work. For yeah. this show? Yeah. For this show, yes. Oh, so it's now it's my fault. It's not this your is... fault because I, mean... I should have just gotten into the car and done the work in the car, but I thought that I would have enough time to do the work and then get in the car and then go. Wasn't this Nelson Saturday? Has, this is Saturday, yeah. but Nelson has not learned the art of the wrap-up. So because he talks long and then the person talks, it, oh, it was, this was just the longest conversation ever. Even once he finally picked me up, he was still talking it, and uh-huh. I'm like, "So not my wrap fault. it up, no. wrap not this my fault. up, not my fault." It's I a told little you bit it wasn't your fault, but fault. not totally. <laughs> it's a little bit no, your this, fault. <laughs> you're not listening to her. I you told you. Should have asked him on Sunday to do it, no, not Saturday. No, I, I didn't ask him to do anything on Saturday. Oh, he told me you did. No, 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 no. I never well, asked him to do anything on Saturday. You didn't specifically say do it on Saturday, but if I didn't have it done, it was going to be my ass. Certainly, I don't even know what you were doing. <laughs> I was. Taking care of 450 today. <laughs> oh, well, that's on your own time. Just as long as I. Oh, oh, for uh-huh. the guest at 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why mm-hmm. did that take? I mean, that's a phone. Oh, my God. I thought you were this getting is, audio. He was on the phone no. for uh, like over an hour yes. plus. Yes. Right. So you, we have a guest at 450. She's one of the. <laughs> she, she was on that plane with the crazy lady, you know, that's gone viral where they had to. The plane, it was going from mm-hmm. like Dallas to Orlando. She was like, the guy sitting next to me is fake. He's not real. So I found this woman on TikTok, and she was like four rows like behind her, I think, or in front of her. One she of was in two. front of her, yeah. Yeah, like four rows from the crazy lady, which I have a, I have a theory on. So anyway, well, you missed out. It was great. Um, uh, it, it, was a, it was a good show. We guys stayed for the show. We got to see we TJ, did. our winner, get up on stage and sing rock star, extremely intoxicated and extremely <laughs> high. So intoxicated but how was he able to get through the whole thing man i've been that drunk there's no way i'm making it through a whole song with all those people there i gotta tell you i thought he did a pretty damn good job yeah. he did he was like a natural up there he was all rocking all around the stage and he had no fear at all none but the one thing i don't know if you guys noticed this about him first off it was it was great he's up there wearing a 98 rock t-shirt yeah. you know i mean that's that's cool it's good for us mm-hmm. blah 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 uh his eye, he didn't blink once. I didn't I even couldn't notice. Sell that. His eyes, his <laughs> eyes, like shark eyes. Yeah, his eyes were open, the, like like big, like round. Like I saw the white of his eyes. I just watched the white of his eyes throughout the entire performance, and oh I was like, my "Gosh, that's crazy." So here's one thing that uh, that I that we all saw at the Nickelback concert. That I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I haven't seen this in a very, very long time. Actually, I'll tell you what it is when we get back. But at a Nickelback concert, I was surprised that I saw this. I really was surprised. 
And the last time, I can tell you the last time that, to my memory, I've seen this was the first reunion tour for Motley Crue. Ooh. I I don't get shocked, but I was surprised. Numerous times, by the way. That's interesting. Yeah. 916-909-0985. We got a few phone calls rolling in. Uh, I'll tell you what it's all and uh, give you an update on the Roseville hostage cop shooter escapee. Crazy. What kind of nonsense do we bring to this town? I don't know. I think it's our fault. The whole story is just whacked out. (laughs) So, uh, because he was on the loose. So, I'll give you an update on that as well here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Boobs. What about boobs? That's the first time I've seen him at a rock show in (laughs) well over 10 years. I said before the break at Nickelback on Saturday night at the Toyota Amphitheater, I saw something that I hadn't seen at a rock show in a long, long time. And I've been to a f- quite a ma- quite a few quite a many quite a few. I've never seen boobs at a concert ever. Like that was the first time me seeing that in my life. Well, like back in the day, it was a thing. Like if you were female and you went to a show, especially the glam rock days. I mean, those are the those are the good old days. I mean, that was it. Uh, I mean, like look at uh, what is it? Uh, Welcome to the jungle, right? Guns uh-huh. and Roses, where they have to blur it out. <laughs> you know, it, it, that's what you did. The last time that I saw boobs at a rock show was the first reunion tour of Motley Crue. And it was actually, you know, this is pre Me Too and all that other stuff. But it was kind of awkward and uncomfortable because Tommy Lee was almost forcing girls. Oh, he had the the if you've ever gone to a Motley Crue show, I don't think they do it. Well, I know they don't do it anymore, but they, Tommy Lee would have a camera and he'd go out in the audience and he'd go to all the girls, you know, very 80s, you know, go to the girls and. <laughs> Want them to flash, and of course, if they didn't flash, the entire arena booed them. Right? Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> now that's a lot. And, and I and I knew times were changing. This is the same show where he goes up. The first girl does it. Then he goes to the second girl, and she refuses to do it. And her boyfriend gets mad at Tommy Lee, and they both leave the concert. Ooh. Like back in the day, that would never have happened. He'd be mad at her for not doing it. Right? Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah. He would. He'd be mad at her. So I was surprised, and like out of all shows to see that was at a Nickelback concert, but I guess it makes sense because, and I never realized how much women love Nickelback. Mm-hmm. Oh, they do, young and old. That's what had me surprised because I, I remember when I was doing my research, it's like, oh, they came out in 2001. I'm like, okay, that's after I graduated. And then I saw older people out there like rocking out. I'm like, oh, okay. They're like the Backstreet Boys to rock music. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. There was a lady out there, I joked, that she was more talented than me. She was filming, she was standing up, she was eating, and she sung all the lyrics at the same time. Yeah, it was very impressive. It was it was a very interesting observational show. It was. You know? When the boobs came out, though, I was like, whoa, what did I just see? I did not expect it at all. Now, if you're listening right now and you're going, these yahoos on the radio, they've never seen boobs at a con. Yes, we've seen them. We're not making a big deal about boobs. It's just the, well, it's the (laughs) idea of in this day and age of that happening. I've never seen him make it onto the Jumbotron. Yeah, they welcomed it. And even the guy got, you know, took his, that was great. You know, yeah, the guy, he was cool. He was in good shape, did the Hulk Hogan thing. And Ripped his shirt off, poured the beer on it was there. pretty good. So <laughs> anyway, if you were any of those women that did it, good for you. I mean, that took me back. <laughs> I only saw one 
actually do it on the jumbotron. The other lady, they just kept showing. They her kept going they back to so her, cute. didn't they? She was so cute. Machine <laughs> full of mouths, and they were good boobs. They were. Yes. They yeah. were. She was gorgeous. I mean, you know, at this time in people's lives, if you were a fan of Nickelback and what Silverside uh, Up came out in what two thousand one, yeah, I guess it was. I think released almost right after nine eleven, mm-hmm. uh, or on nine eleven. To be honest with you. Anyway, so you were probably in your 20s, and now you're you know, in your 40s. Maybe you had a boob job. Yeah, you're yeah. doing pretty mm-hmm. good. Pretty great. Now, if you go see like a Led Zeppelin, Ooh. those are probably going to be a little bit different looking. <laughs> right. But you're going to see more of them. Right. So it's like volume over value. <laughs> volume <laughs> over value. <laughs> uh, Josh and Rocklin. Uh-oh, you know where Nelson can get all this sriracha? This sriracha thing is never going to die. Nope. It's not. All right, where's the sriracha no. at, Josh? So I found the gold mine. I know Nelson loves it. Uh, I, do. I don't want to say it on the air, though. Don't. I sent him a message on Instagram. <laughs> Even a picture to prove it, it is a small pallet of sriracha. And you didn't Ooh. buy the pallet? You know, I'm not that greedy. Well, uh, it's capitalism. I for right. wings and stuff, but, and I use sriracha a lot, but I'm not that greedy. All right. It, Are they upselling it? Does it does it cost a lot more? Uh, the lady at the counter joked me and said it was like fifty bucks a bottle. It is not just regular price. Okay. Is this a big box store? Or is this a mom pa? Uh, kind of in between. It's not like a chain grocery store, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not a small place. All right. Well, call, call them. Can, can you, Josh? We're busy for the next couple hours, but can you give them a call <laughs> and see if I can buy the entire pallet? <laughs> Oh, less, I don't see why not. Less one, less one bottle. No, no, no. I'll do it. I'll give it away on the air. Are you going to oh, give away sriracha oh. Yeah, I'll give away. I mean, I, I, Nelson can't be the only. Josh is like a, a bulldog on this whole thing. This is awesome. But Nelson cannot be the only. I mean, we see news stories every day about the sriracha thing. I don't care. But I'm sure somebody cares. If I had a whole pallet of it, you know, it's a writing's grab. That is, actually. <laughs> it's why people would listen to the show for sriracha. Right. Sriracha on that new show. Uh Josh, find out, and, and would you call us back maybe before the show's over? I'll, I'll try. All right, brother. Thank you so much. If there's, like, a limit on how much you can buy at once because it's such an odd item. Like it's rationed. They do do uh-huh. that sometimes, but yeah. they only let you get two. Well, it's like the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that the other night. I had to go to Walmart and get something, and I'm walking through the aisle, and and uh, there was, like, a whole thing of Lysol and then Clorox and then wipes and then hand sanitizers. You know, it kind of takes you back. It's like, God, you remember when – couldn't find any of that stuff. And you almost still buy more than one just because subconsciously you feel like it might run out. Oh, so unpacking? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've found my pandemic stash. <laughs> so as I was, you know, I, I got to get organized. So there's a couple boxes, heavy garage, and uh, I knew what they were. They're cleaning things. And there was like an entire box of Lysol. Whoa. And like off-brand Lysol. An off-brand... <laughs> Hand sanitizer. <laughs> Where like, you were just buying stuff when like, you saw it. Like Home Depot was selling like the squirter bottle oh, hand sanitizer at one oh, point. Oh, yeah, they were. I've got a, an entire closet filled with this stuff. Like, hey. if anybody needs Lysol, come to me. I do. I'll be coming I by will, there. I have all the Lysol you need. I have all off-brand hand sanitizer you need. I'm definitely coming because I went to get some Lysol the other day, and one can was $8, so I refused to buy Not it. Not at the Bailey house. It's free yeah. for you, kiddo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, All right, let me get this out so uh, everybody can rest assured that the rest of your Monday will be safe as Eric James Abril 
who escaped the Sutter Roseville Medical Center. Remember, this guy is the dude from the shootout in Roseville back on April 6th, where he also took a hostage, mm-hmm. where sadly, I believe one person was killed. Yeah, the hostage. The hostage was killed. We don't know yet who killed the hostage, even though he's being accused of killing the hostage. But there's, I think, more to that story. We might find out at a later date. Nonetheless, he escaped somehow. Don't know how. He was surrounded by armed guards. He had chains on, and he escaped the medical center. And he's been on the loose, on the lamb, as as they say. Just slowly walking around. Not running, not dashing, not ducking. He's just walking slowly around. I couldn't believe it. In comparison to grainy Bigfoot camera footage, there were grainy Eric Abril footage. Right. Of Rockland uh, cameras, ring cameras, and also in Roseville. Mm-hmm. Like, we think this is him. Orange pants, blue shirt. <laughs> with, with chains on. <laughs> right. The right. camera at the hospital, though, was crystal clear. Uh, but they found him. They found him today. He uh, was in Rockland, middle of the creek between... He likes those creeks because wasn't that where the whole thing started, too? He does. Oh, thought, yeah. it, it was in uh, Roseville, though, I think. Right, yeah, it was by my house, by Haney Park. Yeah, yeah. By Park. Uh, Edgewood Apartment Homes in Zion Court. So here's the thing. How does he escape, right? I was kind of hoping he was still on the loose when we went on the air, and maybe he was possibly listening, and he would call in before you do it, hotline, <laughs> so I could talk him in, you know, to go in to the police so he doesn't hurt anybody or get hurt. Right. Uh, and, and and so he gets caught, but I want to know how, like, how, how did he get out? How incompetent are the people to let this guy <sighs> at the medical center that's wanted for taking a hostage and shooting. And prior to that, they were serving a warrant on this guy. That's how this whole thing started. For some reason, they served a warrant on this guy in a public park mm-hmm. where in the warrant, if memory serves, had something to do with him using a gun, I think, like in San Jose or something uh-huh. like that. Why you would serve that warrant to somebody like that in a public area, I have no idea. Absolutely. Uh, but that's how it whole, the whole thing started. So if this guy's that deadly, how do you let him out of your sight? He had a, a armed guard that was supposed to be there 24 hours. And what I do know about that is if you're an armed guard, you never leave the side of the person that you're guarding. Like, you have to be physically relieved by someone else that's in police um, uh, enforcement in order for you to go even to the bathroom. So they're looking into it is the last report that I saw. But whoever that guard is that was guarding him, he's going to be in a lot of trouble. Fired. He should be fired. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you, as a former corrections officer, mm-hmm. you know how to you know how to do this. Yeah, I know how to do it. Yeah. That's why I know that you can't even go to the bathroom when you're yeah. on those type of posts. Got pee pee yourself. You have to be relieved. Yeah. Do you ever pee pee yourself looking over somebody? No, I've never had to do that. Oh. I've never had to escort. But you would because that's how good of a. I would CEO have yes, yeah. I was. You would have pee peed yourself. Well, I know how to do the smart thing, which is wear pampers. Wear pampers. Yep. Yeah. Whenever so, you're in a tight. Obviously. Whoever is at the Sutter Roseville Medical Center does mm-hmm. not wear pampers. They don't. And they <laughs> hopefully didn't fall asleep on the job either. Oh, can you imagine <laughs> snoozing in the chair? Yep. Yeah. That's how you snuck so, past you. Here's the second thing I'm thinking is this guy's gone uh, for 48 hours. He knows no one. Like he That's stayed what I'm in, saying. He stayed he in the same area. He didn't escape and like leave out of town. That's what I was thinking. Like, why are you just wandering around? Yeah, and, and like I where he was caught, like this Edward Apartment Homes in Zion Court, that area, it's it's not far like I, I was there like five times this weekend, like or in and around that area. 
Oh, wow. Suns, uh, was it Sunrise and the, the Costco uh-huh. and the Dicks and all that stuff? It's, like, it's just in that little bubble. Okay, you know, so it's it's on the tail end of Roseville and the mm-hmm. Rockland and my my little bubble. He's that in is my our bubble. bubble. And don't think I didn't have firearms all <laughs> strategically laid out around the house, so that you could regulate if you walked in your yard. Uh, that's a I, story of my life. I just <laughs> go out there in the backyard, and dudes in my hot tub. Just one time. Camera goes off and see the guy in the back. He's got a sign that says, Don't be alarmed. Just taking a bath. <laughs> Don't be alarmed. <laughs> it was happening to anybody, it happened to me. But he didn't like, you know, as a guy that was forced to take someone hostage, I don't want to say forced, but who took someone hostage and shot around kids. We had the dad and the kid on, you know, and all that stuff. This is a horrible, horrible person. He didn't do any of those things. Well, he didn't. He didn't have a weapon this time either. So he was kind of. What are you talking about? He had a weapon. He had a weapon. Oh, see, I didn't. No. I didn't read that he had. And a his weapon handcuffs. This time. <sighs> yeah, but that's not the same as having a gun. You go up behind somebody and you, you you put your you put your, you can't let go and you're like, dude, we've got to figure this out. You need to go to Ace Hardware right now and get a pair of bolt cutters. Give me some money. Give me your clothes. Give me all that stuff, or I'm gonna choke you to death. But you're missing a, a valuable point too. Uh, allegedly, he's sick. Like something's really wrong with him that he was in the hospital. So whatever his illness is too could have him totally out of it. Was he sick, or was his defense attorney saying, "Hey, let's put him in. <laughs> we need to get him evaluated because he was not comp- He's not competent to stand trial." Well, they didn't say mental. They say he had some type of physical ailment, like wrong with his body. Not oh. mental. He wasn't in a mental uh, institute. He was in Sutter Medical, like they were treating him for something. Yeah, but with this, was that part of a work? Yeah, maybe he got sniffles. Did he fake it? No, 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 no. You, They will not take you out of a jail to a hospital unless something is really wrong with you. They will treat you in that jail. Some people die in jail oh. and don't go to the hospital. Well, then so. that, that to, to my point then, if he's not feeling well, a little tummy ache or something, <laughs> you would think that you don't want to hang out in a creek. You would find a place anywhere. That you can go and, and, and crash or get out of Dodge. I mean, there's pl- like 30 minutes up the street, you know, up the hill, right? We don't have pay mm-hmm. phones anymore. He didn't have a cell oh, yeah. phone to call anybody. Yeah, but why are you not like, not that I'm asking him to do it, but why wouldn't he have broken into someone's house? That's what I'm screaming. Looking for the tools, looking for a set of clothing. Because he's too sick. That's it. He's too sick to do any of those wow, things. Do you, know, do you know how many trails are in or around this area? Yes. Just start walking on a trail next thing you know, you're, you know, up in the hills. Next thing you know, I don't know why he didn't do any of those things. I'm just going to stick with he possibly was a lot more sick than we think, and he just was out of it wandering around. I'd like to talk to him. I want to know what's going on. We'll see if you can get on his list. To call our friends on the FBI. Okay. Chip Gina, Gina, or Reagan, Special Agent Reagan. Get us in. Get us in. (laughs) I don't know that they can do that. We'll have have Nelson. Bring his little roadcaster equipment. Oh, I got to go out and not just broadcast it to you. We'll so you can we'll do it. Set it up. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, Eric James Averill joins the program. <laughs> Still in handcuffs. <laughs> so how did you escape? It was real easy, man. I just got him walked out. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that's exactly what he did. <laughs> yeah. All right. First round of headlines. This is two big stories from today. Anyway, nonetheless, just to make, just to confirm, he has been captured Mm-hmm. I didn't see a lot of people freaking out, which was the third observation I made. I did. I know all the local news affiliates were carrying it. For some reason, I just thought it would be a bigger deal. Like, mm-hmm. I would see more of a police presence, helicopters. There'd be billboards put up. I, I don't know. It just 
Like there's a there's a bad I think guy. Someone said yesterday there was a, they saw a lot of police presence in certain areas. I didn't see anything. Okay. So I spent all last. I'm so tired. Of it. I spent all last night looking for him. Oh, you did. Right. You were out riding around. I was out. My camo. Okay, got you. Yeah, my get out bag, bug out bag. Because you do have it. I, I if do. If anybody <laughs> thinks you're joking, no, he has it. I got a bug out bag and a bug out vest. <laughs> <laughs> looking looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger in uh, Commando. Yes. Minus the body. <laughs> All right, what do you got for the first round of headlines? I'm going to give you the latest concert assault, and I'm going to tell you how a cornhole amputee is inspiring the nation. There you go. Two big stories from today. Get you that here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. And by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. First round of headlines brought to you by Good Guys Heating and Air. GoodGuysHeatingCooling.com. Best service, best price, guaranteed. And that's no BS. <laughs> Bill's good people over there. We appreciate you guys. All right, go ahead, Nikki D. Another concert, another injury. H1. And this isn't even the first time fans have hurled things at Styles mid-performance. Last November, he was hit in the face with Skittles. Ow. So Harry Styles is the latest victim of another fan throwing things on stage. You can see the video that was circulating from the concert that he had on Saturday. And this is according to TMZ. You see something come on stage, hit him in his left eye, and he doubles over in pain. And literally gets back up, tries to push through, walks off stage. If someone threw something at me while I was trying to perform, I would shut this concert down and leave. And I think if these artists start doing this, people might stop throwing stuff on stage at them. Well, you do know, and I don't know, well, it's weird, right? Because people have been throwing stuff on stage from the beginning of time. Like, there's not a concert that goes by that someone does not throw something up on stage. I would say... 9.8%, 9.8 9.8 percent, 9.8 out of 10 concerts. Somebody's but throwing hard stuff that's that's hurting people. They don't always connect, okay. right? So you see the ones that connect, right? It's like there's fights and shootings and people die every day. We just hear about the ones that have legs that are sexy, right? right? Absolutely. It's the same concept. Every concert, you know, Nickelback Saturday night. I guaranteed somebody threw something up on stage. Actually, I think they did. They just didn't hear hit chat. You know, that kind of thing. So once they hit the artist, that's when it becomes a quote-unquote news, an internet news story. Mm-hmm. Only thing that I saw them doing was a hitting a beach ball around, and that made me feel nervous, but I didn't see anybody throw anything. I know people used to throw, like, panties and bras and, yeah. like, silly stuff like that, but i never seen people throwing hard stuff that can injure people. Like, that could have put his eye out. The one lady, uh, uh BB... Rexa, yep. her whole eye is black and blue and shut. Like yeah. we're we're entering danger. I think one of my favorite th- objects throwing on stage uh, moments was when somebody threw a beer bottle on stage at a Thardy Zero. They were playing this uh, relief show that we put on at the radio station I was at at the time, and Jason, the, I believe his name's Jason, the lead singer, it missed him and like hit the drum set, and he shut it down. Wow. He, I don't blame them. You know, and they're not the radio band that most people think they are, even if you're familiar with the 30s here. They're a great band. They're really cool guys. And I like the sound, that ska stuff. But, like, they're very political. They're very hard and heavy if you see them outside of their radio hits. Mm-hmm. And so they weren't taking it. They were like, dude, where are you? 
get him up here so we can whip his ass. And, you know, like, that's the other thing is when they start beating up their fans. It's <laughs> like, this guy just paid $40, $50 to come see you perform. <laughs> yeah, he was an ass jack, but then you go down and beat up the guy that buys all of your music. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who's wrong. Like, I don't, I don't know if I blame the artist for doing that because, like, all that goes out the window, right? The fandom yeah. goes all out the window. Now you're assaulting me and disrespecting me. Absolutely. You should get your ass handed to you. Yes. You know? But I think from the fans' perspective, especially if they're drunk, that's their way of – they're not trying to hurt the artist. That's their way of connecting. They're like, if I throw this block of cement on stage <laughs> and I I don't want to hurt him, but if it hits him, it'll get his attention and he'll know out of the 20,000 people out here who threw the block of cement. And who loved them the most, right? It's the fantasy that fans live in. I hit you because I love you. Right. You're like, why, why would somebody from a top rafter throw something on stage? I was watching uh, Taylor Swift go into her concert and she's being escorted by security and there was a a bridge that went over where she was walking and people were dropping bracelets on her. Now, a bracelet probably will not hurt you if if it lands on you. It doesn't matter. Do you want bracelets hitting you in the head? No, I don't. I don't think you should throw anything at people. So what's the point of dropping a bracelet on Taylor Swift's head as she's walking to... Because they think she's going to look up and go, oh, my God, was that your bracelet? Come down here. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they think. Let's be friends. You gave me a friendship bracelet. That's what fans think. That's that's how fans, that's their mindset. They're not doing it to hurt these people. They're doing it because they feel like there's a connection once they hit them. But now that it's becoming a big deal because they are hurting people, how do you think concert, like the venues and stuff are going to like put kind of a halt to this or can they? Uh, I don't know. It's it's just like everything else. It'll cycle itself out. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, there was somebody that rushed the stage. Rushing the stage has always been a thing. Mm-hmm. But after Dime died, it was a thing. Yes. You know, so when Dimebag got shot, it was it, 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 that just changed the game. You know, because rock bands are supposed to be obtainable, just like country artists. They're supposed to be obtainable. You know, it don't matter how big you are. If Metallica being a, the rock band that they are. They're the kind of guys that would pull up to a coffee shop and start playing. They should because the rock audience should accept that and be cool and re- respect that. Top 40 audience, not so much. They're like, oh, my God, let me get an autograph. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. The rock audience is like, dude, love your music, man. I'm just here to hang. Okay, so they're not as aggressive and they won't mob them and all that. They shouldn't be. Okay. That's that's the rule. <laughs> I've, I've never not, seen this. I'm, that's I'm, I'm, asking. I'm not saying that that's how it is, but that's how it should be. Okay. Same with country. You see your favorite country artist, you should be like, yeah, I really love I love the message you do, man. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. How about those country artists that performed this weekend? They were ripped, tatted up. I was like, who's that? Oh, Brantley Gilbert's a Georgia boy. Oh, yes. And he's a beast. Yes, and, and then they, he look like. He's gotten more yoked over the years, too. He didn't used to be that swole. And they went up on stage and all did uh, Copperhead Road mm-hmm. with, uh, with Nickelback, and it was really probably one of the best collaborations of a song I've ever heard. It was so cool just to see it. Yeah. It was so cool to All right, see go it. Go ahead, second story. The sport of cornhole has gone viral. H2. Here for the cornhole tournament. Hanging out with good people, great friends. No. Just an absolute inspiration. I feel like it's a blessing from God that I'm like this because I, I just, I help people get through their day without even doing anything special. 
and he is referring to Dayton Weber. He's making new headline news. He's going viral because they have this uh, annual American Cornhole League where he has now ranked 37th best player in the state of Maryland. But what makes his story so special is he doesn't have any arms or legs because when he was just a baby, he caught some form of pneumonia and his parents had to amputate both his arms and legs. But it never stopped him from doing anything, even as a young child. He still played sports. He still did things. And he's now showing up in this tournament, and he's doing an amazing job. Is this your good guy story? No, it's no. not, but we can make it. Yeah, because that's a great story. story. If you, do you see the video of this kid? I mean, I, I didn't know if this one was it or not, but it's it's really remarkable. It's kind of like yeah. my buddy Dave, I was telling you about the wheelchair tennis player, professional oh, tennis player. Oh, yes, you did. You told us that. You know, and, and, and when you have a disability, you find ways, if your mind can overcome all this other crap that you have to go through, mm-hmm. in order to, 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 to function, you know, I don't want to use the word normal because you can't define normal, but to function on how you want to function. And this guy's remarkable. He yes. found something that he can play. He's good. And not only he's not good, he's great. He is great. And if you're wondering how he throws the yeah, how? the beanbag. Is it beanbag? Was it, is yeah, it, it's a beanbag. Is a name bag. for it? He 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 so he doesn't have any arms, doesn't have any legs, but his arms are kind of cut off a quarter down. Okay. Like where your elbow would be cut off. At. Okay. So he he puts his arms together and he throws like that. Because wow. he can stand up, even though he doesn't have legs, his, they're cut at the knee, and he can stand up on them. So he, he goes from like a sitting position that's cool. to a standing position, and that's how he throws it out. Yeah. The guy who's playing with us throws it and does okay. And this cat <laughs> does it, and he sinks it. Effortlessly. And I think the video I saw were guys watching this on TV at a bar, and the dude's like, no way. Dude's got no arms. He's crushing. <laughs> Wow. This is awesome. <laughs> I don't know if that's nice or not, but nonetheless, go guy. Well, everybody was right. cheering him on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's nice. I think he would have accepted that. All right. Blues Traveler, Big Ed Todd, and the Monsters and the Spin Doctors. I love this lineup. Fantastic. I got a pair of tickets for you. They'll uh, be at the venue at Thunder Valley. It's a Saturday night, which is cool, July 28th. I need some players. We're going to do uh, order up, which we normally do on Tuesdays, but we're doing it today where we will give you a piece of audio. Within that piece of audio, there are three pieces of audio labeled A, B, and C under different categories. You just have to order them up oldest to newest with the help of the one and the only, the vivacious one, Nikki D. That is me. All right. 916 <laughs> 909-0985. That's your number. Need some players. Order up here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Welcome back. Appreciate you being here. It's the BS, sponsored by Sky River Casino, Elk Grove. We appreciate them. My name's Jason Bailey right there at Nick D. There's Nelson. I've got these tickets for Blues Traveler, Big Ed Todd, and the Monsters and the Spin Doctors. All be at the venue. It's one hell of a Saturday night on the 28th of July, Thunder Valley. Play a round of order up. We have got Shane and Carmichael. How you doing, Shane? Good. How you doing? Good, sir. Did you have a good weekend? Uh, yeah, I did. It was nice. The weather was perfect. <laughs> are you sure you had a good weekend? Uh, Justin in Lodi, how are you? Pretty good. How about you? Excellent. Did you have a better weekend than Shane? Uh, probably not. Oh, wow. What happened to you? Uh, nothing, just life. Oh, oh, life sucker. <laughs> what? 
All right, let's root for Justin then. Go, Justin. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Okay, guys, here's how this works. Um, I'll give you a piece of audio. In that audio, there's three pieces of audio. They're broken down A, B, and C. I'll tell you the category. After you hear it, with the help from Nikki D, you have to order them up. So ABC, CBA, ABC, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, Shane, you're going to go first. If you get it right, you get a point. If not, Justin, you get to steal, okay? Right on. All right. Nikki D, you ready? I'm ready to go. The first category, Shane, is news events. <laughs> news events. Remember, oldest to newest. Here we go, A1. What has been going on down below as uh, the, uh, the presumed uh, vehicle of O.J. Simpson is still traveling very slowly northbound along the 5 freeway. Uh, John, we were just about a half hour away from the first pitch of the first World Series in 27 years at Candlestick Park when everything started coming unglued quite literally. Some parts of Section 52 actually started falling onto the field below. No escape hatch aboard this version of the shuttle. And later, space experts say no ejector seats or emergency evacuation capsule could have saved anyone from this disaster. All right, there we go. Order them up, you two. All right, Shane. So A, yeah, I'm here. A was the um, O.J. Simpson chase, and B it said a World Series baseball game was going on. So it sounds like maybe a earthquake or something was happening during the baseball game. You know about that? Yeah, that was uh, San Francisco World Series. Okay, boom, know that. And then uh, a shuttle explosion with C. So yeah. do you know like which one of these is the oldest? The baseball, the clip kind of sounded a little bit older to me. So I think B happened first. And then I would say the shuttle explosion because I, I remember that happening a long time ago. And I think OJ was the newest. So I would say BCA. All right. I'm going to, you're close. I'm going to go with CB and A, the shuttle being the oldest. Oh, so you want the shuttle oldest. So you say CBA? That is correct. All right. All you right. want to lock that in? I'll let you change it if you want. I'm locked in, buddy. Yeah, that's wrong. Ooh, CBA is wrong. Yeah, to listen. All right, Justin, for the steal, CBA is incorrect. What are you thinking, Justin? Uh, I I thought it was CBA as well, actually. It's tricky. Um, He tricked you. So do you want to go with my answer then, Justin, of BCA? (laughs) No, no, I said CBA, but... uh, yeah, but that was uh, wrong. Oh, that might have been the second. That might have been the second shuttle that blew up, though. So, because the first one was in '86. So, I'm going to say uh, B B A C. So, you think O.J. Simpson is um, the the newest shuttle explosion is happened before O.J. Simpson? No, I mean happened after O.J. Simpson. No, I think it happened after. Okay, I think it okay. happened after. So you okay. lock it, lock it in B A C. Yeah. Sure, you don't want to change that. Nope. That's correct. Oh, well, I was wrong. So you had the Quake Series in 89 with the A's and the Giants. Uh, I remember interviewing Dave Stewart now, talking to him about that. So wild. Yeah, I was, and I saw it. I remember watching it on television. Uh, so many of you probably were there. Uh, O.J. Simpson, the Chase 94, and then the uh, Columbia disaster, 2003. Columbia. Oh. Yeah. I don't know how you... Okay. Differentiated that, that with the audio. <laughs> I mean, there's not much difference. I probably would not have picked that one. Got it. Because you're going to think Challenger. Uh huh. Yeah. 
a little too tricky. I, I apologize, and don't, I will. Don't do that again. All right. Justin, the board is yours. You're already up by one. Here's your next one. This is movies. These are movies. All right, B1. You know, I've been thinking about this, Mr. Han. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? <laughs> Certainly there's nothing wrong with a little feast on our time. You're absolutely right, Mr. Spicoli. Second one is called the plan. What you got to do there is you got to isolate your nuts with your fists. Okay, now take take the time to look at it, okay? Because they bear the striking resemblance too. And yeah. See. Your hairpiece looks like something that was killed crossing the highway. I don't know whether to comb it or scrape it off with a shovel and bury it in the line. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> Idiot. Whim. Degenerate. Well, that should be pretty easy. Movies, order them up. Uh, Justin, uh, do you have uh, any idea what A is? A is A is Fast Times at Richmond High. That's probably like 81, 82. Oh, okay, good. Glad you knew that. Boom. And B, um, I wasn't sure about I that no, one. I wasn't sure either. And then C, I know is Liar Liar. Yep. Um, I don't probably A B C. I would say. So fast no times idea. at Ridgemont High. I will go with that too because I'm not really sure about B. It's a good answer. So Strong. I will go with ABC. All right, Justin, ABC locking it in. Let's do it. Yep, that's wrong. <laughs> Shane for the steal and the tie and control of the board. What do you got? I'm gonna go BAC. BAC. Not ACB. I think I think that fast month times at Ridgemont High. Fast month might be the um. Fast times at Ridgemont. Might be the oldest. I would think ACB, but it's your your call. No, I'm going to go BAC. Yep, BAC. That's uh, You're uh, locking that in, huh? Yep. Yep, that's wrong. Golly, Shane. <laughs> ACB. You all listen to me. Fast Times at Ridgemount High, 82, Liar Liar, 97, and then Waiting with Ryan Reynolds and Dane Cook and Justin Long, 2005. Uh, yeah. I didn't know what that B was. Yep, there you go. All right, nobody gets a point. Justin's still winning. The board is yours, Shane. Music is the category. Music is the category. Here we go. C1. Uh, all right, there you go. What them up, Shane, Nikki. All right, Shane. A was Prince. Oh no, let's go. Um, really? B was you. Really got me going. I don't really? know who sing that one. And then C was old time rock and roll. So, you know which one of these came first? I like how you know all the songs just based off of what's in the the chunk that was <laughs> the played. Chunk of audio Nelson plays. <laughs> I know the chorus of these songs. The first one's obviously, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> and the next one was uh, Got No really Me. got me going. Yeah, yeah got me going. You got me going now. Yeah. And the other one is uh, Old Times. Mm-hmm. No, it's Old Time Rock and Roll. Old Time Rock and Rolls. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Shane, which one do you think was the oldest? Uh, I'm going to go B, C, and A on this one. Oof. B, C. You don't a, like that, so do you, Nikki? Really got me going. 
uh, see rock and roll and Prince being the newest. Yeah, I could go with that. I think that might be right. Oof. All right, both of you guys, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right, you locking that in? Locking it in. You can change it. No, I'm good. Yeah, that's right. Oh, let's go. Uh-oh, let's go. I'm glad people are listening to me. <laughs> you really got me by the Kink 64 old time rock and roll. That is, of course, the great Bob Seger, 1978, and then Prince Let's Go Crazy, 1984. Although there are alternative titles that Nikki has. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got to go by what I know. Uh, oh, no, let's go by that's Prince. I know that. <laughs> Maybe that was in parentheses and I just forgot to put that down. You probably did. Justin, the board is yours. The score is one all. Here we go. Commercials, you two. Commercials, okay, D1. Hey. Hippos is the name of the game. And whosoever hippo gets the most marbles wins. Yo quiero Taco Bell. There you go. Commercials. Order them up. Not based off of, this is, of course, based off the commercial. Not. Oh, snap. Okay, it's tricky. So I know the first one was Hungry Hungry Hippos. It's not tricky. It's virtually impossible. Um, <laughs> the next one was a Taco Bell commercial, the Yo Quiero Taco Bell. I don't know what campaign that was. And then Fruity Pebbles was was C. Um, and it was Christmas time. I don't know if that helps us or not. That happens once a year. So, which one of these <laughs> campaigns do you think was the oldest? I think it might be. I think it might be Hungry Hungry. No, I think it might be Fruity Pebbles. So I think it That's may be C, too. Fruity Pebbles, because it's the Flintstones. They were way back when. Then I think it was Hungry Hungry Hippos next for A. And I think Yo Quiero Taco Bell might be the newest. So I think it's Cab, C-A-B. Yeah, let's go with that. What's I it? think so, too. That makes a lot of sense because the Flintstones did live during the dinosaur era. Right, way yeah, back That's when. definitely the oldest. Mm-hmm. C-A-B is what you're going with, Justin. Locking it in. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Right, you sure you don't want to change? No? Nah. Yeah, you're wrong. <gasps> Shane for the steal. A lot of steals here. Okay, let's just I'm flip gonna go... it. I will what are you thinking? Nikki? I will flip the first two because I know Taco Bell is the newest. So then if Fruity Pebbles isn't the oldest, then Hungry Hippos is the oldest. So I say ACB. ACB. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go with that. Let's go with that. ACB, and I got to tell you, because of time, if you get this correct, you'll be winning. Ooh. You guys bounce back right? and forth a lot. What? I said, are we right? I'm not ready yet. What'd you say? You said ACB. <laughs> ACB. Yeah. But I got to give him a chance to change it because I do. I got to end this game right now because <laughs> we're running out of time. So, Shane, wink, wink, you can change it if you want. Uh, lock it in. ACB. Shane's a lock it in kind of guy. Right, ACB? That's what he said, ACB. Yeah, that's correct. Woo-hoo! Justin just hang up. Let's go, Shane. I was going to tell go. Justin I tried because he's having such a bad weekend. <laughs> I know. Cat just ran off. He said forget well, it. We didn't hit a telephone pole or something. Jesus. <laughs> All right, Shane. You're the man, dude. Nicely done. Blues Traveler, Big Ed Todd, the Monsters, Spin Doctors, 
You got tickets uh, at the venue, Thunder Valley, July 28th, Saturday night. Have a good time, okay? All right. Thank you. I'll you, Nikki. You're welcome. She didn't do anything. <laughs> what do you mean? I helped them every single round. What did you do? What did you do to help here? What do you, don't you see this paper with all the things I wrote down here to help? Yeah, that's a, a, a paper of orange incorrect font. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Let's go to Helvecta. No, because <laughs> if Shane would have listened to me on one of the other ones, he would have had three points. Go to Helvecta. Okay. How'd you get a font joke in? <laughs> Guy's a legend, man. I'm sorry. He I'm a, is a legend. Every once in a while, I've got Comic Sans. home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he doubled down on that ass. Nelson, oh, okay. I have memorized a, new, a lot of fonts. So I, you I'm, a big, I'm a big defont guy. <laughs> I like my Photoshop. Oh my God, oh. uh, all right, there you go. Uh, how do you know when you're a regular? Mm. A regular guy. Mm. How do you know when you're a regular at a restaurant, <sighs> a bar, <sighs> rehab, <sighs> anywhere that people know your name? Like, cheers, Norm. The reason why I asked this is because I was asked from Nikki D. She thinks she's a regular. I do. So we're going to see what you think a regular is (laughs) and match it up to what she, because I'm telling you, I'm going to spoiler alert this next segment. (laughs) She's not. Okay. I don't know the story. I don't know anything about the story, but I'm just spoiler alert. She's not. Oh, no. (laughs) But I'm willing to have the conversation. Right. I think I am. 916-909-0985. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Nikki D wants to know if she's a regular. I guess this is a restaurant. What are you pulling out? I'm trying to make sure I remember. Okay, yeah. Right. The name. Because I wrote it down. <laughs> so you haven't told me anything about this story, and you want me to take time out of the show to ask if you're a regular and you don't even know the name of the place without no, checking the receipt in your wallet? No, I know the name <laughs> of the place. There was a person I talked to there and I wanted to remember his name because he was so funny. That's like saying somebody's a friend and you're like, hold on, let me look at my phone again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I forget doing. their name. I gotta, go on, I gotta go on Instagram and find them. <laughs> my daughter does that all the time. I'm like, so what's their name? Uh, I don't know. Like, how do you how well, do you not get the name? Trust me. Eight years, I worked with a dude that did all that. <laughs> I'm friends with. I'm friends with. Nobody knows who the guy was. <laughs> At all. So what's the place? So it's Bennett's right here by the job, right? Oh, I've yeah. Been, I've been going there after work. You had to look at the receipt to remember Bennett's? No. I told you I was looking for a person's name. I'm, I think he's the owner. I think. I'm not sure. Bennett. His name's Brian, Brian. not Bennett. No. But Ben, maybe it's his last name. Brian, Brian, Brian. Ben, I don't know. I think it's Brian, though. I'm almost certain. But I've been going there to eat because I've been craving the salmon dish that they have there. You know, I've been trying to do my healthy eating. And that's is just, that the cook, Sal? No, that's the dish. Salmon. Oh, he's Jamaican. Yeah. Salmon. How you doing? Oh, Jamaican Italian. I can't say anything without y'all. Well, I don't understand what language. If you were just probed from an alien or what? What's a salmon? Salmon, salmon, salmon. Oh, however you want to pronounce it. Salmon, okay? Well, that's how the world pronounces it. It's not just a me thing. <sighs> Everybody God. doesn't pronounce it that way. Some people do mix it up. I have to. You whatever. and your illiterate friends. Okay, salmon. Okay, the salmon dish that they have there is one that I really like. So I've been going a couple times What do you get with it? Show. Broccoli? No. <laughs> it comes with the, the things that aren't rice. I can't think of what they're called. Um, <laughs> but it comes with that. And spinach and tomatoes. Like couscous? They don't call it couscous, Quino? though. They, I, I think that's what they call it. Mm. 
but I feel like it's okay, another name. Like you can't give her grief about something. salmon and I don't say queen Anyways. So. <laughs> what do you think I did? Oh, my God. Go. So, anyways, I've been going in there, and the bartender, when I went the other day, she remembered who I was. Oh, damn. Okay? And she was talking to me, mm-hmm. and I, you know, shared with her what I do, which I don't do often. And the guy there, Brian, was in this time when I went on Friday, and I think that he's the owner. And I was talking to him and talking to her and talking, and people were coming to the bar, and everybody was talking to me, and they were like, well, we'll see you when you come back. So I think that means I'm now a regular, and people are going to remember me when I come. I've never been a regular anywhere before. And that's exciting. That's exciting for me and that you, somebody remembers me and my name. And and you you're throwing it out to the peanut gallery if that's what a regular is. Yeah, like mm-hmm. people still <laughs> regulars places. Like, is that still a thing to be a regular and people know your name when you go in? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the Norm Cheers thing. Yeah, sure. I mean, absolutely. But you're not a regular. I am if they remember my name. No. Well, she said Nikki. She said Nikki. Yes. Nikki D or Nikki. She said Nikki. I think she said Nikki D. I don't remember how which the one bartender. she said. The bartender, yeah. She remembered me. And that's a good bartender. Yeah. 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 And, and that's kind of their job. I mean, a good bartender is going to remember names. She remembered my name. Mm-hmm. She remembered You might what be I the only eating. black lady that goes in there, too. Well, I mean, that's also a help for them. <laughs> yeah. Remember what she looks like? Yep. <laughs> Could pick her out of a crowd, certainly. <laughs> Now, she, if you, if do you, you remember what I what I order? Well, that was going to be my question. If you were to go in and not order the salmon, mm-hmm. you ordered something else. <laughs> That's why they know you because you say salmon. <laughs> <laughs> They're making fun of you. They're not making fun yeah. when you leave. Yeah. Oh, here comes the salmon chick. <laughs> Of course they're going to remember you. What are they called pneumatic devices or something? Uh-huh. Is something that happens? No, no. When I went in there one day last week, there was another lady in there eating and things, and that lady talked to me, and I think I redeemed myself with sitting and talking to the elderly women because I talked to her for over an hour. I Again, this leave. happened the second time. This is the second time, but this is a different woman, and she was oh. telling me her whole life story, and she's like, I never tell people this much stuff. I don't know why I'm talking to you. I think it's because you're so pretty. And I'm like, oh, thank you. It's Let fine. me pick up the tab on your salmon. <laughs> no, she didn't do that. <laughs> no. But, yeah, nobody's ever picked up my tab, but. Okay, so you're asking, are you regular? No. The answer is no. Why is the answer no if they know me? They Because they they, they don't know you because of your friendliness mm. and your, uh, you, you go there often. Like, you, in order to be a regular, you have to go for years. You know, for years to be a yeah. regular, or every day at least for a long time. Absolutely, you Who popped goes in somewhere there every day. I went to. I don't to, have that kind of oh, money. Oh, a lot. I, I used, you know, back in the day, day there was a bar by my house. I'd go there all the time. I went to a Popeyes so often that when I said hi, when they rolled up and they said, "Popeyes," hey, how's it going? They would go chicken sandwich. All right, pull up forward. Like they could hear from the first word I said over the the drive through, they knew it was me. Let me give you an example of being a regular. I'm going to tell you a story of a little little chubby kid <laughs> that was walking in a department store, and his mother would always leave him, like at the age of like six or seven, to walk around this department store, this mall, by himself. Okay. He had no friends and nowhere to go, no one to talk to, until he found two reindeer in this department store during Christmas time every year. These two reindeer, which you know were coming out of the wall, mm-hmm. and this young man thought they were reindeer. Okay. And he would sit there while his mom did God knows what in this department store in this mall. She might have even left. He doesn't know. (laughs) 
But he would talk to these reindeer so much and so often, because we were at this mall all the time for whatever reason, that when this little fat kid would walk away and not even be around the reindeer, they would somehow have reindeer vision and say, hi, Jason, from a distance. That's being a regular. <laughs> that little fat kid was me. I think that's, that's a true story. Really? <laughs> I don't know if you guys picked up on Well, that. mid-story, you switched from that little fat kid to we, every time we were there, that was the first mm-hmm. tell. <laughs> now, I know it was him as soon as he said the kid's mother left him places. I said, this is about you. Well, but, that, but but you've laid good groundwork. Uh-huh. See, so now that they, and do you want to be a regular there? I do want to be okay. a regular. Somebody just texted in and said, oh, Brian Bennett is the owner. Okay, so I guess what his I name is. There you go. Name Bennett. His name is Bennett, I guess. A double right. B. I just got the Brian part. Okay, so did you, and you met him? Yeah, I met him. Okay, and, and, and he was are, nice. Yeah, I'm sure he's very nice. So, mm-hmm. see, here's the thing. I'm telling you, here's what's happening. And you okay. can go in and ask him. They'll he's t- opening a, a restaurant by your place. I told him about you on your place where you live. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: is you go in there, all and, right. and you talk. Do you know the bartender's name? No. Then you're not a regular. Oh, you no. have to. You have I'm to know. It goes both ways. I'm it does. That's oh the, that's God. now I feel horrible. That's rule 101 of being She's a regular. So nice too. You have to know their names and their lives just as much as they know yours. Yes. She hasn't told me anything about her life yet, except well, her and her husband's on vacation this week. I know that. Ask a question. I did. I just can't remember. You see, I had to write down. The, I have to write stuff down and then remember. <gasps> oh, my God. So next time go in there and ask, am I regular? Okay. No, because I want to sound yes. desperate or crazy to say that. Like, hey, I'm a regular. You're on the radio doing it. So, yes, you do sound <laughs> desperate and crazy. <laughs> So you go in there and you go, how do you remember me every time? I want you to be honest. And I guarantee, I got a dollar, dollar bet. I guarantee they remember you because you order the salmon. Uh-huh. It's she- not for your good looks or your charismatic personality or any of that stuff. Not that you don't have that or possess that. I'm just saying they re- there's a lot of people that have that that roll up to the bar. You stand out, which is not a bad thing, because you order the salmon. No, because before I even ordered it this time, she asked me if I wanted it. That's, that's my a good first that's, step. That's like, my point, though. She knows that you order salmon. <laughs> salmon. That's but like she got to remember my face to know what I order. Yes, I'm. She does. You're missing what I'm saying. The, you, they know you because they know you order salmon. Nobody oh, orders salmon. Okay. Normal people order salmon. The salmon. Yeah. Oh, ha ha! Very funny. I'm not trying to be funny. Yes, you are no, trying to be funny. It does stick out when somebody would say something incorrectly. How little of details would it take? Do you know take? how many people say salmon? It Nobody. took me a long time before I knew that it was salmon. So sometimes I forget to say salmon and I'll say salmon. Nikki, I'm, I'm not saying this because you just said it. I'm telling you from a friend to another friend. Nobody says salmon. <laughs> and if they, uh, l- listen to me. And if they do, they're not nice. Okay? Right. It's okay that you said it. I mess up words all the time, right? Sometimes I do it on purpose just to irritate people. But you did it, and it's going to turn out in a positive way for you because now you're a regular because you're going to laugh at this. You'll probably be friends with the bartender and Brian, and you guys are going to party one night, and they're going to be like, Nikki, I got to tell you. Like, after five tequila shots, you're like, Nikki, I got to tell you. We got the biggest kick out of you coming in going, Salmon. We just were like, we're never forgetting her. <laughs> I've got a dollar. If they're honest, that's the why. That's why they remember you. Okay, I'm gonna go back and ask her. I gotta wait till next week though, because she's on vacation Am I this off? week. No, you're not off. Also, I want to go in and ask when she's not around. I want to see the least amount of. De- if you're a regular, I should be able to describe you in some way that they would go. Oh yeah, we see her all the time. 
If that's true, what's the least amount of details I would have to give them? I don't know. She's about 5'8", always order salmon. And if I said salmon, would it stick out? If I said... I'm not 5'8", I'm 5'6". Well, excuse me for giving you two inches. Big Mm -hmm. breast. Oh, God, I wish you'd give me two inches. (laughs) (laughs) Next time you describe me, put me over. Okay, for sure. (laughs) Please. You're not 6'5". Yeah, I am. Oh, there you go. Amen. Damn right I am. Yeah, right. (laughs) I'm sure it'll get back to him. That's like the hang for uh, the people here. They have a good, uh, people here have a good relationship with them. Yeah, I don't think they know anybody. They didn't know anybody else, though. Oh, I promise you they do. Oh, they act like they didn't. Well, because they. Well, did. just, and a stripper told me she loved, that I, she loved me, too. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, I believe you. <laughs> the thing is, is if you ever do hook up with a stripper, you, you're in your head, you're going, wow, it, it, it can happen. Right. It's like, this is, this is what an after hours make a wish feels like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he sec- oh my God, he's there on he fire goes. today. Second round of he 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 leans. Very funny. I'm gonna tell you what celebrities have been spotted out and healthy, and how bullies earned a kid 37k. All right, Nike D. <laughs> we'll get your second round of he leans. <laughs> We're going to take a quick one. We're going to go grab a bite of some Salman. <laughs> Bruh. And then we'll get back with these two stories for you. Oh, my God. Right? Lord of mercy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for being here. It's the BS on 98 Rock. The BS. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. All right, here we go. Second round of headlines sponsored by Good Guys Heating and Air. GoodGuysHeatingCooling.com. Best service, best price, guaranteed. And that's no BS or 530-GOOD-AIR. Yeah. That's the phone number, 530-GOOD-AIR. I like that. All right, second round of headlines. Go ahead. Jamie Foxx has made his first appearance, H3. Well, in the brand new video, this is obtained by TMZ. The Golden Globe winner is seen here on a boat, cruising down the Chicago River, looking cheerful, smiling and waving at the camera, mm-hmm. even tossing up a peace sign for the video. Yeah, according to TMZ, Jamie Foxx has been seen out twice over this past weekend. Once he was spotted out at like a Top Golf or something like that, he's looking completely healthy, recovered. They say he was golfing better than anybody else that he was playing with. Then they saw him a second time on the boat in Chicago going down a river. He was waving at fans and saying hi to him and things like that. They've also spotted Madonna out uh, this weekend as well. They saw her out with a friend. They said she was walking and everything completely fine by herself, um, but she was taking it easy. Now, the thing with Jamie Foxx that's still just a little bit puzzling to me is he's out and he does look great, but he still hasn't made one comment. I was going to say, what's the difference between those two? Like Madonna went online and explained Mm -hmm. what's going on. Mm -hmm. Usually that's what these people do, right? right? Actually, we all do it too. You know, we'll go, especially if you're taking off of work and you want to make sure work knows that you're sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll go on social media, God, day three of this, I can't get rid of this cold. You know, so it's like you got to tell the world. I don't know if that's odd or not for him. very odd. For him not to do it. Is he a big social media See, person? I would say, yes. But his private life is private. When it came to him dating Katie Holmes, that there was not a news story about it, and they'd been dating for years before the press figured it out. 
we or think- his people to put out a press release because, you know, when you're a celebrity, you got fans and people want to know if you're okay. It is a little odd that they're not saying anything about it. But, uh, I, you know, I think they should have privacy just because they're a celebrity doesn't mean we have to know everything there is to know about their lives. Some people have a difference of opinion, but whatever. But you see some of these, uh, you know, celebrities that die, you know, like, yeah, they've had cancer for the past five years. David Bowie, for example, mm-hmm. you know, and like maybe five people knew, a handful of people knew, but the public didn't know because they wanted to keep it to themselves. I think that's a little bit different when you're um, having like an illness of that nature. I'm not saying that he has to even come out and tell us all of his medical history, but I think he can at least come out and say, you know, I had this medical scare, even if he doesn't tell us what it is. I appreciate everyone's concern or everybody that set up a prayer for me. At least say something is what I'm saying. Oh, to say, yeah. Thanks for all the emoji hands. Right, Praying something. Hands. Just just to say, I'm here, I'm back, I'm doing well, I'm recovering. He could literally just say that. We did. He went and played golf. No, yeah, yeah, um, but he has, a, he has to I mean, what else do you want the guy to say? <laughs> I want him to say something. Yeah, well, maybe it's uh, something that he doesn't want to talk about. Maybe it's something so. bigger and it's a bigger issue or something he's been struggling with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, at the beginning, I remember it was like all the – uh, the the COVID uh, shot conspiracy uh, conspiracy theorists they went out and was like yeah it was his people actually had to come out and say no that wasn't it <laughs> yeah but, then it was he had a stroke then he had a stroke is what I heard then it there was drugs into, yep then it was some Illuminati thing where they <laughs> were saying somebody put a hit out on his life for him to die Beyonce put a hit out <laughs> it was something and you like could tell that. from a photograph from 2015 she had her hands in a triangle <laughs> right. <laughs> But then the other strange thing that happened was when his daughter put up that post lying about his condition. What'd she say? Um, she put up a post that said, like, basically he was fine and he was out and he was uh, playing pickleball. But then they saw them, they took pictures of them at the rehab facility showing that he was not out playing pickleball. He was in rehab. Yeah. Rehab so, like drug rehab? No, no, no. Like uh, rehabilitation PT. where you're learning how to, like, walk and move and get your strength Physical back. therapy. Right. That sort of thing. Yeah. Are you going to be okay if he doesn't come out and tell you what's wrong? I mean, of course I will, but I just think it's very Jamie odd. Jamie Foxx spotted at a CVS Minute Clinic <laughs> <laughs> getting a walker. I think you should say something, though. Why don't you uh, tweet him or something? I mean, he's not going to care if I tweet him. Now, if I ran into him at CVS, I'd definitely say something to him like, what, hey. What would you say? I'd be like, hey, Jamie, I'm glad to see that you're doing well. If but- you could ask him one or the like two, one, one question, and I'm going to give you two options. Okay, Which question would you ask? Would you ask him, one, what was wrong with you? Why were you in the hospital? Mm-hmm. That's one question. Or would you ask him, two, did LL Cool J really beat you up in LL, uh, any given Sunday? <laughs> I would ask the first question. Right. Because there was talk that that was real beef. Oh, it really happened. I know people that were in that movie. That's why I say. I've heard that really happened. That's not an accusation. Yeah, like, but wouldn't really you want to hear what he has to say? Cause you know he's gonna say, "Nah, man, didn't beat me up." You know what I mean? He would, he would oh, deny it. Yeah, he's not gonna tell the truth. There's Black Nelson coming out. <laughs> that wasn't black. That was, that was light. I think he that's light. I think that's Nelson. considered racist. Like <laughs> this is when you use a black voice. Well, I didn't use a black voice on purpose. <laughs> oh, so you're just automatically racist? No, I think I just exude. You that heard the black voice, sometimes. right? I heard it. You know, he's just trying to kill. Huh? He does. He does. I told you he does that sometimes when he's talking about things. Does he do and, it with you in private? Yes. And when we ride in the car. Oh, you like, got to stop that. He'll play um, his rap music and stuff. With the N-word? Yeah. 
Why am I going to listen to unedited? Why am I going to listen to radio edits in the car? Can't do it. This is the way the world is. I don't sing along to it. (laughs) No, you can't do it. I didn't appreciate it when she was listening to it with uh, me in the car. And I don't like that. And I turned it off. And you did. I I don't like that you make the accusations that I wait for you to get in the car and I switch to rap music. I didn't say you switched to it. I just said you definitely turn it on because when I hear you pull up by yourself, you'll be listening to country. No. Oh, dude, don't you spread lies. (laughs) Now you're lying. Look at her lie. That's, hey, you want to know what she told me? Please, I do. Yes, she said that when you pick her up, uh-huh. you put your seat back. I do do that. You prop up your left hand. Uh-huh. You put a crown air filter in the back seat of your car. <laughs> yeah. You put a do rag on. Depending on what color she's wearing, you try to match. Yeah, I do. I like to look the same as her. Yeah. And you make believe that you've got that little. <laughs> and you kind of bump up and down when you're driving. Yeah, he does. She says you only do that when she. Now, when she told me that, I was personally offended. Thank you. Thank you. You would do. Thank you. I was you're backing me up. Personally offended. Oh, you're offended on her. I thought you were offended because you thought she was lying about me. You're personally offended on her. Yes, behalf. for my people. I take. For your people. I don't know if I take back my thank you now. Now I don't people? even. You're, you're my people, so I'm part of the community. Oh, okay. That's because I'm works. offended. That's all you got to do. You got to be offended. Be offended. Okay, yeah. got you. So, I'm definitely more part of that community than you are <laughs> part of that community. Oh, because you listen to the N word. <laughs> oh, tell me more, brother. <laughs> brother, you're not supposed to use the hard R. <laughs> brother. We never Nick. use the hard R. Maybe we should have a not white off and Nikki can be the judge. <laughs> oh, it's on. <laughs> we got another, no, story. I got another story. I didn't even realize. I got to get <laughs> to was, my good guy see, story of the day. That was day. a good place to go out. No, your racism took over. <laughs> okay. Race into the next segment. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Ringing a doorbell earned a little boy more than friends. H four. I just wanted to see if you if you knew any kids around like eleven or twelve, maybe, because I need I need I need some friends. Like, really bad. I'm just I'm just wondering though. Do you have any kids? Yeah, she's two years old though, man. I love two year olds. <laughs> oh my God! Did you find old home video of Nelson? No. He does sound <laughs> exactly like does. me. Yeah. He even looks like Nelson. I chose this as our good guy story of the day. This is from the New York Post. This adorable little boy. He's uh, 11 years old. Goes up to the neighbor's house, rings the doorbells, and asks if they have kids because he wants friends. So the guy suggested, like, hey, I know a few houses over. There are some kids over there around your age. You know, try to go to that house, see if you can play with them. And the little boy says, no, I can't play with them because they bully me. So this, like, pulled at this neighbor's heartstrings, and he uploaded the video to TikTok just basically to tell people to be kind and spread awareness of kindness and TikTok took this video and it blew up 61 million views. And people on TikTok suggested for this family to make a GoFundMe, which they did. The goal was 7000 to buy him school clothes, get him tickets to like an amusement park or something like that, raise $37,000. That's that's our answer. Instead of just being a nice story and getting some friends, right. give him money. I hate that ruined the story for me. Yeah. Well, I thought that was great. They The family had to turn this GoFundMe off because people kept donating. So they turned it off. They're giving all the money to his parents. And I'm sure his parents oh. will do something good for him or we'll be whatever. be at a casino. Hopefully not. <laughs> Making Hopefully friends not. of their own. <laughs> 
That is a good guy story, though. This yes. is a good guy story. Yeah, I whoever, thought that was nice. Whoever started that, that's the good guy, right? Mm-hmm. Taking Absolutely. Care of it. So good guys heating and air. That is the good guy story of uh, of the show. Goodguysheatingcooling.com. All right, Mary is going to join us. Who is Mary? Mary was sitting four seats away from the crazy lady on that flight, an American Airlines flight that we've all seen that happened just about a week ago. The lady claimed that the guy in the green hoodie sitting next to her, going from Dallas to Orlando, was not real. They had to land the flight. Mm-hmm. Land well, the no, they, they had to turn it around. Turn it they around. Did, they taxied but hadn't quite taken off yet. Yeah. So nobody knows who that lady is. Nobody's heard from her. But we've got an eyewitness to give us the full run. Carrot Top was on there. Yes. He was. But uh, that's not who Mary is. Or as you called him? Scott. Scott. <laughs> I never even realized he had a first name. Scotty Top. Scott. Scotty Top. All right, so we'll talk with Mary here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Thanks for listening. It's the BS sponsored by Sky River Casino, Elk Grove. My name's Jason Bailey right there, Nick D. There's Nelson. What would you have done if you were on a plane like this? You know, the American Airlines flight this happened, what, about a week ago? Yep. Going from uh, Dallas, Fort Worth to Orlando. And this woman just freaks. And now, this isn't like the normal, I'm mad at masks, I'm overly drunk. It's not the normal crazy person on the airplane. This is the next level crazy person. I was say, this is the next crazy person on the airplane. Where she's claiming the guy, was he sitting right next to her? Yes. In a green hoodie, who we haven't heard from yet, which is weird, mm-hmm. was not real. And that's all. She just kept yelling and telling people that they needed to get off the plane with her. Now, I would have been looking at the the person she said wasn't real. And then I would have been looking at her like, lady, please, sit. you want my seat? And I'll go sit back there because we got to get what we got to get to. What drug would make you do that? Mushrooms. Um, Yeah, mushrooms could do that. You're not, you're not usually that violent when you're on a psilocybin type deal. An acid, I guess, an ecstasy to a degree, anything that's going to be, uh, anything that's going to be a psychedelic. Upper? Yeah, an upper. A meth could do it if she was regularly addicted to meth. She didn't look like she takes any of those things. Yeah. She like, didn't, though. That's the crazy part. She looks so, I hate saying normal, but normal. You got to be up a few days for meth to really mess with you like that. That's when you start seeing the shadow people. So the weird thing, well, there's a lot of weird things about this, but one of the weird things is we've not heard anything else about it. Nope. Mm-mm. Like, <laughs> There's no follow-up. The internet can't find the woman. I see posts all the time. Who is this woman? How, usually the internet runs these people down. Oh, in a heartbeat. Quickly. Yes. There's been nothing said after the fact. No one's talked. No one's been able to find her. No one's been able to talk to the guy in the green hoodie. So I saw Mary Lee post uh, something on TikTok, and I reached out to Mary, and she's in Orlando now taking care of her dad, and we wish nothing but the best for your father, Mary Lee. But you were on that Thank flight four, four rows from this woman, right? Yes. Yeah, four rows in front or in behind? I was, so she was in front of me, four rows to the right. Okay. Did you see her before you got on the flight? I did. Okay, was she... Weird drinking, drugs, anything? Well, she was sitting at at a bar, and the only reason I noticed is because I was actually actually kept, uh, catching a connecting flight at DFW to Orlando, and so I was walking from one terminal to another, and that's when I noticed her sitting at a bar, and only because she was wearing a really cute outfit and she was really put together. 
and I just glanced over and I saw her and she was sitting with a drink in front of her. Other people on the flight stated that she had, uh, was drinking multiple drinks there, but I can't confirm that. But she wasn't slurring her words, right? When no. she, when no. she freaked out, Mm-mm. uh, was she talking to no. anybody at the bar? Was she with anyone? Uh, I, I honestly didn't notice if she was with anybody or not. I'm not sure who she was with, but I know when she was on the plane, she wasn't with anybody. Yeah. Okay, so this happens. You're on the flight. You're still in the tarmac when this happens, right? Um, yes. Yeah, you're you, still on the ground. Yeah, yeah, you haven't taken off yet. Okay, so you're, you're, still on, you're still on the ground, and this woman freaks out. How are the people reacting? Like, we, you know, this post-9-11 world that we live in, usually a lot of times, as soon as somebody acts up, uh, people will take them down, you know, put them down on the ground and restrain them. <laughs> did, did anybody stand up? Did anybody say anything while this woman was, you know, aggressively moving down the aisle towards the cockpit? No, because um, the initial quote-unquote freak out was her upset about AirPods, AirPods that she thought that had been stolen from her by the gentleman sitting next to her, by, which, by the way, was not wearing a green hoodie. That is false. Um, that's false information that's been spread over the internet. That's not true. Um, anyways, she accused him of, of stealing the, the AirPods from her. And so she kind of seemed to settle back down for a minute. And then the, the flight attendants had already come over and were talking to her. And then she started getting more and more, more upset because she was wanting to change seats. And they told her that there wasn't another seat for her to move to. And that's what she got upset about. And the guy behind me was actually yelling um, to her and telling her that he would just buy her another set of ear, ear, earbuds. Let's just get going so we can take off instead of being stuck there. So go back to the, okay, so the, so the green hoodie thing. So the, the internet, I'm wrong. That's not the guy in question that she was screaming wasn't real. No. no. In fact, the guy sitting next to her did not have a green hoodie on. And the guy she was saying was not real was not even a passenger. It was a flight attendant. Oh, see, I did not know that at all. Okay, and why was yes. the why was the flight attendant not real? I, that is everybody's question, is why he wasn't real. I don't think she meant it like that. Um, I think that what she meant was he wasn't real, as in he was fake. He wasn't being truthful and... He was the initial one that was helping them in the situation, and he had actually moved to the back of the plane. And you can see in the video that there was a female flight attendant that Uh was kind of in the way, but he was actually behind her. And I've actually posted pictures on my TikTok of the back of this guy. That's the closest that I've seen of a picture of the actual flight attendant. Um, so I actually have two pictures on there, the back of him, in case somebody does come across a video that shows him better. So we got this whole thing twit like all the way wrong. <laughs> here, I've got a totally different vision on this now. So this woman yeah. might not be crazy. Like, I mean, well, she's crazy for doing this, you know, but this, <laughs> like we're thinking that she's believing that this guy, well, supposedly in the green hoodie at first, but whomever is like a reptilian dude, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of like alien. we're the alien, but <laughs> Maybe, but listen, hear me out. But maybe she was so pissed off about her AirPods, right? Uh huh. And maybe she's got some kind of baggage with you know people. I don't know. And this flight attendant was saying whatever, and she's like, "Dude, you're fake. You're not even real." Stop. And like, 
kind of slam. Yeah, like that. Like you aren't keeping it real. So the whole thing, yeah, the whole thing yeah. is mm-hmm. just her being, she's not that crazy. <laughs> she's just very angry. No, but except for, I think, as kind of a distraction just to kind of get people on her side that were there in the plane with her, I think as a distraction is why she started yelling that we were all going to die and, um, and and all the crazy stuff that she was saying afterwards. I, I, but the green hoodie guy, from what I understand, he wasn't even on my flight. He actually, the video that came forward from this guy in the green hoodie was from 2021. It's 2022. This was from like over a year ago that this happened. This was not the same guy. And the guy that's sitting next to her, um, he was a black male, and he had on a um, a face mask. He had a cloth face mask, and that was what stood out to me about him was he just had a face mask on, so we couldn't see whether he was responding to her, whether he was saying anything, whether he wasn't saying anything. We weren't able to to see what he was saying or even hear him say anything. Wow, we got the scoop, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is I, like like now because I, I had this whole conspiracy because there was another incident that <laughs> happened on, you know, one of those overseas airlines like Ryair or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy that pulled something very similar saying not real, not real. I'm like, it, we're getting set up. This, right. is a, this is a bit like somebody's doing this to promote a movie or do something. And uh, I was like, this this is all yes. set, but maybe not the case. <laughs> maybe not. Not after hearing this. She's just pissed that she got guys, her AirPods stolen. Got stole, guys stole her AirPods. AirPods. I wonder how he stole her AirPods, though, that fast if she's sitting in her seat. We just swipe them. Well, and the thing is, is that they actually said, <clears throat> I'm sorry, my voice is hoarse. Um, but they actually said that they're like right before all of this happened, she actually had the, the AirPods in her hand. So she had them just prior to this. And evidently, another rumor, and I don't know this for sure because I didn't see it happen. We were off the plane by then. But from what I understand, they actually did find the missing AirPod that was on the floor. She dropped them. She dropped them. So she did all yes. of that for nothing. I did that. I lost mine yes. and blamed my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and like a month and a half later, you know, because I, I kept trying to, on my phone, it said they were at my house. Mm-hmm. And, a month, and I was like, yeah, of course they're at my house. My wife has them, but she <laughs> lost them. They were under my chair in my office. Oh, oh no. Did for you a, apologize? Uh, for a month. I, I did in my way. <laughs> oh, you put them under her chair. <laughs> right. <laughs> Said, oh, I found them. <laughs> Knew you lost them. Okay, so the, the she goes, she's charging the cockpit. She's screaming at the congregation. This guy's not real. Y'all are going to die. Obviously, you can't say these things on a plane. So does law Correct. enforcement come on the plane and pull her off, or does she leave willingly? No. So at the, By that time, she was demanding to get off of the plane. She obviously wasn't going to have a choice at this point after saying things like this. So either way, she was getting off the plane. But um, they actually, the, the she was at the very front of the plane at this point, so I wasn't able to actually see what was going on. But from what I understand, her and the flight attendants walked off together but that wasn't the end of it they didn't arrest her right then they didn't do anything with her right then because a little while later after they had deplaned all of us they had us get all of our belongings off of the plane we all went to the waiting room and i went to go find a bottle of water and so i left where everybody was sitting at and i started walking back down the aisle and this lady was actually headed back towards 
she was right there. I mean, it wasn't that far. She was right there by the gate where we all were. And she was headed back to go get back on the plane. And the lady was, there was a lady that, yes, that worked there that was blocking her way and trying to keep her from going. And she kept uh, ducking and dodging and weaving around this, this woman who was trying to stop her. And then um, she actually sat down on a bench. And so after she sat there for about 15, 20 seconds, I actually took off walking the other direction. But everybody else that was on the flight saw her come back over there. And there was a male who came and um, escorted her away from there in handcuffs. And at that point, they made an announcement over the intercom that she was talking with the police, that she would not be on that flight or any other flight coming out of Dallas to Orlando, and that we had nothing to be worried about. We'd be on our way as soon as the new flight attendants arrived. They came over on the plane. They came over. The, the, the pilot came over and said, hey, don't worry about it. Not no, the- sir. We were off the plane. So in the airport, they made the announcement. Yes. Like right in, at your in gate. The airport. Oh, at the at the, at the gate. gate. Yeah. I was like, that's yeah. a big enough. <laughs> right. I'm like walking in I'm walking in the airport. I'm going to, I'm in baggage. I have no idea what's going on and over the loudspeakers. Don't worry, crazy bitch is in custody. Like what? <laughs> at the gate. <laughs> Damn, what's this guy? Well, I will say this. All this stuff about the shapeshifters and yeah. the I were turning into an alligator or lizard or whatever it is all these people believe. None of that came from anybody on the plane. It did not come from the lady that said she wasn't real. These are all just conspiracy theories that people have made up as time has been going by. All she said was, you're not real, or he's not real. And then after that, she turned around and said, uh, what did she say? Uh, There's another video that shows her saying, that stupid-ass dude over there. So she actually called him a dude after she said he wasn't real. Oh, so she does think she's real. He's real. Yeah, she thinks he's real. I just think she meant he's not keeping yeah. it real. That's I agree. I now, now meant. that I've heard right. Mary Lee's story, mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 very interesting. I I never. I'm jumping on the shapeshifter reptilian. Oh, you were all in. <laughs> I was secretly hoping he was like an AI robot that they've announced, oh put out, God. and we don't know it yet. So that would be so much more fun. It really would be more fun. <laughs> so, so before we let you go, the flight to to Orlando, the entire flight, is that what every like did? Was everybody talking to each other about this woman? For a little bit. Uh, obviously, while we were all waiting those three hours, or four between three and four hours while we were waiting for the, the flight to take off, mm. we were all, everybody, you asked about everybody's attitude. Honestly, everybody was just really mad, yeah. really mad that this lady caused this huge scene and caused us all to be delayed three, four hours, especially... I mean, I don't know what other people are going through that are on the plane, so I can't say especially, but in my situation where I'm trying to get to my father who's sick, and time is very precious. Sure. And so three or four hours really makes a big difference. I'm surprised that still I see these viral videos of people acting like this on flights and everybody just watching Mm -hmm. versus not even taking a second. I mean, like the rule post 9-11, for those of us that grew up watching it in real time, is when you get on a plane, especially us guys, you get on a plane, you go from the beginning of the plane to your seat, and you have put together your roster, your team. <laughs> You're looking at guys of size in their eyes, and there's just this, this telepathic communication that you have like, I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. 
As soon as that woman stood up and started screaming, all those guys that had that telepathic conversation should have tackled her, (laughs) restrained her, then called the authorities. Because God knows what she's going to do. I 100% agree. You know? Yes, Apparently they didn't have that know. conversation. In this day and age, you don't know. I agree. Anyway, all right. Uh, <laughs> Mary Lee's got uh, other videos of this. If you want to go to her TikTok, m.leern. m.leern on TikTok. And uh, she's Mary Lee, the airline scoop lady. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what she is. Uh, before I let you go, on a serious note, I know your father is in, in a bad way with his, his illness. Um, God bless you. God bless him. And we wish nothing but the best for you and your family while you're there in Orlando with him, okay? Absolutely. I can't tell you guys how much I appreciate that. And I hope this really clears up things for everybody. Unfortunately, there was no shape shifter and no reptilian on the plane. <laughs> well, you got it here. All right. Thanks, Mary. Have a good one. Thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. All Thank right. you, guys. We'll, we'll see you. There you go. Look at mm-hmm. that. You got the scoop. The inside scoop at that. Mm-hmm. You got to stop doing that. Doing what? Scratching your hair like that because you are looking like Don King right now. Yeah, you're fluffing so up the front of your hair like big time. Like, it is hilarious to see here. Is that what you're just you. taking pictures of? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to tell you something. What were you going to tell me? <laughs> My new look. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Getting a so you purposely want to look like that? I just look so average and normal. And I just I needed a gimmick. This is my new look. Don King and the cockatoo. It's called the poof. <laughs> Thought maybe he was shape shifting in front of us. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if people does like your new does look. It, does it not look good? You smoothed it a little bit, but it was like really like pointy for a minute. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I wouldn't dare you See how long my hair's gotten? Your hair's very long. What is it? It's you don't want to cut it? I'm going. I told you. It's a new look. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. It's a new Bailey. I got you. I used to have short hair. Now I have long. <laughs> and I, I'm doing the. I'm doing the poof. <laughs> anyway, good conversation. Good job putting her on, uh, Nelson. Mm-hmm. World's biggest Disney collection is up for sale. Uh, if you are a collector of something, I guarantee whatever you collect is nowhere near what this dude has. <laughs> wow. This guy is off the charts collector. I love stories like this. It's uh, So we'll bring that up here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. I want to say this guy's got a show on Netflix. Joe Maggi. Joel Maggi. Like the toys that made us. You guys ever seen that? Uh-uh. That's uh, I'm looking yes. up now to see. Only because of only because of He Man, a friend sent me an episode of it because he does one on He Man. Correct, the toys that made us. I, I think so. I don't know. I, I saw this story about this guy, and originally it had nothing to do with the shows that he's on or whatnot. But you know, I looked him up, and I'm like, I've seen that guy somewhere. Uh, but he's got this Disney collection that they're getting ready to put up on auction. And I love collect. Like I'm a, I don't want to say I'm a collector, but. As you a, do have a collection, though. I have a collection of a lot of different things, you yeah. know. And and with my OCD, if I find something, I will get all of it. In fact, actually, I was having a conversation with my mother just yesterday as I was, you know, continuing to unpack at our new house in Roseville. And I, you know, I was I put up these shelves, and on the shelves, you know, I've got these little trinkets and knives. I've got a collection of knives. I've got a collection of weapons and all that kind of stuff. 
But I, I have my uh, Star Wars figures. Yes, you do. And I have like a bunch of the original ones. And I, you know, I had to buy them only just a few years ago as an adult. Oh. But, I, but as a kid, I had them all. And I was, don't you want to kick something not having them? Well, that's what I was telling my mom. I was like, I remember the night you brought me the original lineup that you had purchased as you were working, and my aunt was baby or my aunt was babysitting me, and she had come home from Giant Grocery Store, which is a northern chain, and uh, she was like, "Here, I got to do these toys of Star Wars or something." It's like no big deal. <laughs> and I was like, "Do you know if we would have kept them in their boxes, how much money they'd be worth today?" Not even not in the boxes. Like if you would have just had them lightly played with. Instead, she was like, "I sold them to Manuela." It's like, who's Manuela? Oh. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, she used to clean the neighbor's house." At least she got some what? money back from it. <laughs> how much did she sell them? Quarter a piece. Whatever. My mom gave an entire, as much as he had Star Wars, she gave every He-Man action figure ever because I was too old to play with them to my cousin, and he destroyed them in less than six months. That's that's something that will probably never happen again. That is totally a boomer thing to do. You're yeah. too old to play with toys. Uh-huh. It's time to get rid of them. <sighs> now we know better. Keep them. Keep save them. Save them. Find a place to put them in storage. But maybe that's what makes them so rare now. Because all the boomer parents made you get rid of all your toys. So this Joel Maggi has been building this collection of Disney stuff. He's got more than 6,000 items. Costumes, posters, full-size vehicles uh, from rides like Dumbo and Peter Pan. He's been doing this for 30 years. And And that's the reason why what you just said. Because when he was younger, he used to collect the items. And then when he got older, around the 80s, he decided, why don't I do this as an adult? Yeah, he didn't even go to any of the Disney parks when he was younger. Oh, yeah. No, he said he used to be in the house just playing with toys. Yeah, this is a lot of stuff from Disneyland, uh, as it says. But they are going to put some of them up for auction. Uh, Van Eaton's Galleries. Some of the items for sale uh, are as small as a trading car card and as large as a 1917 Model T moving van from Disneyland's original Main Street. Wow. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Uh, he says, among the most sought-after items, this coming from Mike Van Eaton, co-owner of the gallery, uh, are those from the Haunted Mansion attraction, which, you know, love the Haunted Mansion. And they got a that new one coming favorite. out. A, a new ride? A new Haunted Mansion movie. Oh, I'm talking about the ride. Oh, I've never been on the ride. Oh, my God. It was best when you just, like, you waited till the end, spoiler alert, and the ghost would be in your cart. And you, are you, you guys serious? You've never been? No. Have you ever been to Disney? I've been to Disney World. I've been but to Disney World. Same thing. Yeah, but is this what became the Tower of Terror? I think they rebranded this uh, this ride and turned it into the Tower the of Terror. I don't think the Haunted Mansion was out, though, when I went to Disney. It's, it's been around since, like, before Christ. See, I remember mm-hmm. going through a mansion. You're on a ride. You're, you're riding the whole thing. And there's ghosts and stuff, but the end of that ride was the Tower of Terror. It opens up the elevator doors. You look out over Disneyland, Disney World Orlando, and then you drop 11 stories. Well, this mm-hmm. the, the the Haunted Mansion, you start out in a room, and then the pictures, like the eyeballs are uh-huh. moving. And so I, maybe they've, I haven't been to Disney in a long time, so maybe that's the case. Maybe they just took that and rebranded it. <clears throat> Some items will go as low as $50. Uh, and then others, including the Dumbo Ride Vehicle, may fetch up to $300,000. That would be so cool to have. This dude has got trash cans from the park. How he got those, I have no idea. That may go for five dollars to $6,000. Posters that could reach fifty dollars to $60,000. The exhibit is at the Burbank Town Center Mall. 
and runs through July 16th. The auction will be held July 17th through the 19th. See, that's the good stuff. That is. That's the stuff that you get not knowing that it's going to be worth something. Like, I... I, I have so much stuff that I I don't even know where it's at. I know probably the most valuable things that I have that I collected as a kid, and I can't find them. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I have, like, the original Garbage Pail Kid first edition series. Oh. And I have numerous... Numerous cards of the first, like I have a bunch of them. But when you say you have them, they're in your possession or your mother? No, they're in mine. I've seen them at one time in my life, and I can picture where they're at and what they're in, but I went looking for them after I found out that some of the cards, what they're worth, like five to $6,000 a piece. I'm like, yeah. I've got like eight of those. Whoa. And I'm willing to part with them. I are bet you? you are. And I went looking for them, and I couldn't find them. Because you got a lot of stuff. Yeah, I know. So now is a perfect time. It's the only reason I moved to California, so I can go through my stuff. So you can go through your stuff and find those cards. <laughs> and cash them in. No, I'm like actually very excited to to go through the stuff and see if I can find it. But I've got the uh, like the old Smurfs, the the, Ooh, the figures. I used to have those. Oh, that's cool. I didn't even think about that. I used to have little Smurfs. They're, throw them away. Let me tell you, there's only a couple that are worth something. I've already looked into it. Yeah. Yeah, but the ones I had probably were worth something. You remember we we found out that my DVD collection, I had all the Disney movies still in the original casing. My dad threw them away a month before we talked about the story. How much were they worth? They were worth thousands, and I had at least 20 or 30 of them, original casing, original releases. Now, are you talking DVD or VHS? VHS tapes. Oh, I think those are still at my mom and dad's house. Well, we still have them. You better look them up because they're worth something. And you you still, really? And after that, you still talk to your dad? Of course, I still <laughs> talk to my dad, and he brings that story up now to everybody. Like, <laughs> I keep this stuff all the time in the garage, and as soon as I throw it away, she calls me and tells me it's worth money. Yeah. My mom would always tell me a story when I was a kid how my biological father, the one I don't know, is for some reason he left with her a bunch of old baseball cards. So this would have been in the 70s. So you can imagine these baseball cards, if he had them since he was a kid, were... Yeah, big time. The good ones. Where'd she Uh put them? Trash. Oh, Oh, can you imagine? (laughs) She threw a DiMaggio away. (laughs) Screw you. Knock me up and leave. I'm throwing away your Babe Ruth rookie card. Oh, signed. (laughs) Really got him. Good job, Mom. Good financial move. In her mind, she did. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. Third round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what bad guy was stabbed in prison and what a lady discovered in her breakfast sandwich. All right. Two big stories from today. Getting learned with your third round of headlines here in a minute. It is the BS on 98 Rock. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about Headlines. Your third installment of headlines sponsored by Good Guys Heating and Air, Good Guys Heating Cooling dot com. Hundred and ten this weekend, from what I saw on the news. Oh, it's gonna be hot. If your AC's not working, I would suggest getting a hold of Good Guys. ASAP. Good Guys Heating Cooling dot com. Nikki D. Being a pedophile doesn't go over well in prison. H five. The official says Nasser is currently in stable condition. Nasser serving a 40-year prison sentence. 
Larry Nassar was stabbed last night while in prison. He was stabbed twice in the neck, twice in the back, and six times in his chest. This is according to Yahoo.com. Him and another inmate got into some type of tiff. They're reporting that this may have happened before. Him and this guy are at odds for whatever reason. It doesn't say, but he did stab him. They've given us very little detail so far on his condition. They, he is in a hospital right now, though, fighting for his life. They have said that. Well, if I'm him, I would stop the fight. Yeah. I just let it go. <laughs> let the feud go? Yeah. No, no, no. Fight. Let the life go. Oh, yeah. oh yes. let the fight go. I don't know. I don't think he wants to die. He should. I mean, not only for what he did, but... You don't want to go back in there. You know, no, jail no, rules no, no, for no. people like that. I guarantee mm-hmm. the fights that started are over what the guy did. Oh, absolutely. I and, believe that for sure. And have you seen this guy? Yeah, I've seen him. Yeah. What are you doing? Picking a fight with somebody in prison? Like you're a, a convicted child molester of the utmost level because it was so televised and you're fighting with an inmate? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you should be somewhere trying to be not seen. Hiding. Right. Yeah. You you don't look like you can fight your way out of a paper bag. Not at all. Like, what are you doing? No, I didn't do it. No, I'm a good guy. No. I mean, like, what are you doing? You, 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 I'm sorry. I, let me wash your clothes. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Here, Please. take my commissary. Sure. Yeah, t- you want a honey bun. Let me get you one. <laughs> right. Like, for the rest of your life, you're somebody's bitch. Yeah. In prison because of who you are and what you did. If you want to live that bad. Yeah, go in there and find you protection immediately. Get in with the biggest guy and do whatever he wants you to do. But, you know, you're somebody like that. I don't even know why you'd want. I mean, it depends on, I guess, how you look at living, right? Now, if you screwed it up that bad and what you did to hurt those girls and those families, I think you check out. You know, there's nothing more for you here. It's really, there's there's nothing more for you. you you've, you've. You've run your run. You you have a shelf life. Yep. And you used up all your currency. And it's just game's over. I'm going to tell you, as a, as a former CEO, these guys, when they go in prison, what they try to do is reinvent themselves. So they try to act like somebody completely different than who they were on the outside. I came across several guys that were pedophiles, and honestly, I didn't even know it until I would look into their files. And they would be the nicest guys, the most helpful ones that were in there. Like, that's how they go in and try to be. Well, Most the, of the time. The, the percentage of these people being rehabilitated is slim to none. I don't no think pedophiles can be rehabilitated at all. No. That's my personal belief. And and I I I believe it, it it's it's not it's because, you know, you're born with this. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You, you don't learn it. It's like a sexual preference. Some chemical imbalance that's off in your brain. And once you got it, you know, it's it's like trying to tell somebody you're not straight or you're not gay. Mm-hmm. It's what they're into, and it's not accepted, nor will it be accepted, nor should it be accepted. Absolutely. And it's just like, I hope you believe in reincarnation because this one didn't work out for you, dude. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. So the video, the, the dad of one of the girls, I'll never forget that in the courtroom. He's like, Judge, can I get five minutes with this guy? That's all I need. That's it. That's it. And she was like, no, sir, I can't have you do it. And then he goes after him. I would have loved to have seen that big-ass country boy just tear this guy to pieces. Yep. That's justice. You want you want to make some money for the roads? Do a pay-per-view. Charge $29.99. Get people like this and put them in a room with the parents or the father or the mama bear and see what happens. Yep.
the, uh, it was a news story a couple months ago where this guy tried to snatch this little girl and the, the dad chased I him saw down. That. Yes, yeah. and beat him to death. Yeah. Absolutely on the spot. Black guy. Yep. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. Yeah. Beat him. Oh, I was like, oh, that would Is that the guy, dad. one with a pistol? I don't know if he had a pistol or oh, not. Oh, I saw one with a guy with a pistol. Oh, it was awesome. But, yeah. He's, you're going to talk to my baby girl like that? Pop, the butt of the pistol. Bam. Pop, oh, no, no, that's pop. a different one. I know what you're talking about. And yeah. that's a GoFundMe I would gladly add money <laughs> to. Whatever legal defense those guys need, yeah. I'm right. for it. All right, second story. A woman got a side of glove with her eggs, H6. A lot of the breakfast sandwiches served at McDonald's aren't made with pre-cooked or reheated eggs. They're made with fresh eggs. According to News.com AU, McDonald's is investigating after a woman in Australia found a rubber glove baked into her egg McMuffin. And she posted the uh, mm. picture of it online. It's a green glove that you can clearly see. And she said what alerted her to it when she swallowed, it was like stuck in her throat and it felt scratchy. And she said her throat was still sore three days after the fact. So she looked down. She saw the glove. She went back to McDonald's to report it. And, of course, they fluffed her off like, do you want us to just give you another one? So now she's uh, going after McDonald's personally. She's rolled into corporate, and they say that they're looking into it. A green glove? It was a green glove That's inside. A... In her... like, like a whole glove? Picture. Like a sandwich? Or yeah, just like the... right here. Look it's in the glove. egg. It's baked oh. into, like, the bread. Okay. Oh, it's in the bread. Let's, let's mm-hmm. try this again. There's a piece of a green glove. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's a difference when you say the a green glove. Oh, you thought it meant like a whole glove. Yes. I'm sorry. It was pieces of the glove, and it was more than one piece. I'm like, uh, drink for being stupid if you ate that. Yeah, like <laughs> how do you not see a glove? It's not that big a sandwich. Right. It's pieces of the glove, and it was okay. multiple pieces. What would you think? They were peppers? No, I don't know what she thought they were, but she didn't see it initially. Like when you're eating your food, you don't normally eat it and yeah. look at it. You just, with a sandwich, you just bite it and put it in your mouth. And no, if it's no, no, not you're the so, top of the bun. You're supposed to look at your food. No, you look at a breakfast sandwich every bite? Yeah, I, everything I eat, I look at. I don't. You, you do it? I could eat. No, I could easily be. But the first bite, I would know something's wrong. If you're chewing your food, how did it get to swallow? Yeah, because the pieces are small pieces. It's not like, I guess, a, a whole glove is in here like but, y'all were thinking. It's uh, just pieces of But even glove. a finger pad size piece. Let me tell you, when I learned to look at my food before I ate, I was in college. My buddy oh. and I came back. We were drunk. Did I tell you this story? No, but I just no, but I know, know it's, it's gross. not going to go anywhere good. <laughs> we get into our place. We're starving. Haven't eaten. But we know we got bologna and bread and mustard. And he grabs the bread. And it's fairly dark. Like, we really can't see, but we don't care. Our eyes are blurry. We're just so hungry. And we sit down across from each other. We had, like, an old trunk as our table. Mm-hmm. There were two chairs on each side. <laughs> and we sat down, and we start making bologna sandwiches okay and we are downing these i mean we're like second third bologna sandwiches oh no oh, goodness. and by like the second or third bologna sandwich we're both not realizing doing this but we keep scratching our hands and we're not not paying attention to it we're just scratching our hands because we're drunk and then finally i'm like dude what is that and i turn on the big light the entire loaf of bread which is brand new mind you was covered in ants. Oh, no. Jason. You're making me scratch. So we had been sitting there for probably 15 minutes. Eating ants. Eating ant bologna sandwiches. <laughs> Our hands looked like they had brown gloves on. Oh, no. <laughs> From all the ant bites? Well, because all the ants were still in our hands. Yeah. Oh. 
Oh, that's a lot of ants. Oh, the, the bag, you couldn't see the bread. How drunk were How did y'all not feel them crawling on we y'all, We did, though? but we were drunk. <laughs> and But more importantly, we were hungry. Mm-hmm. Well, ants taste good. They eat them in other countries. Man, I would be less mad about that than it being a rotten loaf of bread, I think. And I, and I, but I, we could see it, but we didn't look. So I'm mm. sitting here just eating and eating and eating. So That's, now you look at your food. Absolutely. And every he puts chips time. on his bologna I look sandwich. on my food every bite. <laughs> and now I eat ants on purpose. Yeah, he misses the crunch. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor said I'll never get cancer. <laughs> That's, the way, ants. That's the way to do it. <laughs> uh, would you like to know about the latest and greatest trend? This new trend has people getting rid of their rich friends. I'll tell you why here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Yeah, take two. <laughs> Appreciate you being here. It's the BS all sponsored by Sky River Casino, Elk Grove. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, that is Nikki D. There's Nelson. Your phone number, 916-909-0985. You can also text us at that same number. Messaging data rates will apply, but we will get to you as soon as possible. If yep, you've got as as something to say. Uh, Fortune Magazine did a big story on this new trend where people are dumping their wealthier friends because they're too expensive to hang out with. They polled a thousand millennials and Gen Zers and over a third said that at least uh, one friend makes them spend more than they can afford. They have one friend that makes them spend more than they can afford. I feel like I've been dumped by a few of my friends once I see this. So you're the rich friend? And I'm not even rich, no, nowhere near rich. But I think some of the things that I do are uh, a little bit out there from some of my friends. Give me an example. So, for example, some of the restaurants that I choose to eat at. So whenever I do my birthday preparation. Oh, you're right, highfalutin. My birthday is a deal. And I have at least two friends that over the years I noticed them hanging with me changed drastically. And they don't come to any of my stuff. And I think it's because... They can't afford it, even though I try hard to be middle of the road. I try to pick a middle of the road restaurant. When I take my trips, I always choose a middle of the road resort. I never go for the most expensive, but I think it's out of some of my friends' price ranges. Uh, you know, the the uh, purgatory restaurant that you can always go to, it's upper class, uh-huh. but it's priced for people that are living paycheck to paycheck. What restaurant is that? Applebee's. No, I am not doing my birthday at Applebee's. You cannot go wrong at Applebee's. And let me tell you this on a side note. (laughs) They have the best frosted mugs if you're a beer drinker. That is accurate. And they have the best honey mustard that honey mustard can buy. Hmm. uh, Their barbecue sauce is nothing to to laugh at either. Now, do you like your honey mustard the way you like your blue cheese? Like you like your blue cheese to be trashy, cheap blue cheese. Honey mustard's the opposite. Got to be quality. Got to be quality. Got to okay. have a little black dots in it. Blue cheese, I want soup kitchen. Okay. <laughs> honey mustard, I want Nikki D. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Even my sister, she's told me she won't come to some of my events because they cost too much. Well, you know, I mean, if you, if you kind of break this down, and it's not so much rich versus poor, it's mm-hmm. taste and what you can afford. Right. And if you've got friends that are younger, 
and they might not be where you're at. And I'm talking traditionally. I'm not talking about your friend that's 22 years old that's a YouTube influencer that mm-hmm. makes a million dollars a month. I'm talking about the norm, <laughs> right? Right. Somebody that's just getting into their career and you know, and, and they're coming along and whatnot, but you've been there and done that, but you just happen to be friends with them for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you're used to certain things that you do at your age, whether it's 30s, 40s, 50s, or 60s, what, what have you. They're not. Absolutely. And I've got a few of these types of people. And you just, it's oil and, you know. You just, it doesn't mix. It doesn't, it doesn't mix. go together. No, not at all. Over 80% of those people, I just told you about the 1,000 millennials. Yep. Said they've had to use credit cards or gone into debt trying to keep up with them. Keeping up with the Joneses, that's mm-hmm. what we call it. And I always advise people, don't do that. Live within your means and what you can do. Because when I was in the struggle and I couldn't do something, I did not have a problem saying, no, I can't do it. But you're, I think the, the person that is dumping their rich friend because they can't afford to hang is missing the opportunity to... Say, if you're rich, why don't you just pay? Oh, because that's low That is. If you've got a lot of cash, you should be able to pick up the tab. And for me, I've picked up the tab a few times, but then people want you to pick up the tab all the time when you do that. They expect it. Exactly. And I'm not willing to do that. Like, some things I'm willing to pick up a tab for, some things I am not. Well, I will tell you, I'm just telling you this because we're friends. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't like when you don't pick up my tab. I expect it because you got deep pockets, and I'm like sitting there going, Nikki D picks up the tab. No, you picked up the tab that one time. I felt so good. I did pick up the tab, and I was like, This girl's loaded. Why is she not paying every time we go out? No, because I'm not loaded. You are the rich friend in this dynamic right here. So you normally pick up the tab, and I don't want you to because I can pay for my own stuff. But you just. Do it on it's your a own. facade because I'm telling you, I'm one of these people that's going into debt taking you out to dinner. <laughs> no, you have not. You are totally fine with my little small dinners I get. Oh no, I'm. It's not the dinners I'm worried about. It's the damn drinks before dinner. <laughs> Here it comes. You walk right into that. No, I've I've stopped doing that. You know what I got the last time I went out with him? Water. May I have the sunset strawberry nope. <laughs> squisher with a twist of very rare a kino bird egg. Water. That's what I drunk. You need to go easy on the twist talk, though, because you're a twister. He definitely is. You like he a wants twist. a soda, you like, no, water, you like a vodka, splash. But I got, lemon, I, lime, but, splash it. But I do vodka. She does. The sunset <laughs> <Yes>. drip <laughs> yes. from the deepest, darkest parts of the Amazon waterfall. Because <laughs> I love the jungle. There's only one drink that exists, and it's locked away, and it's $15,000. But I've got to have it because my selfies just don't look cool unless I've got a very large hourglass-shaped drink. With a flower in it. With an an umbrella the size of a real umbrella. Right. (laughs) And and what would you like to eat, man? A burger. (laughs) Right. That's no joke. (laughs) Or... The salmon. Or the salmon. <laughs> you can have a salmon burger. Just take that piece of salmon and squish it down. Is it heaven? <laughs> Put it in the shape of a dollar sign. <laughs> I'm Nikki D, and when you take me out, prepare to drop some coin. Well, that's what the D stands for, is dollar signs. Some Absolutely. cheese. 
<laughs> if I'm on a date date, normally my it's at least a hundred dollars. I can't even imagine dating you. Yeah, it's at least a hundred. You got expensive taste. Yeah, you're you're what they call high maintenance. I mean, a little bit, not a lot. Yeah, for you not to uh, just come back right away and say no. <laughs> That's a that's an affirmative. Yes. Because I don't want to tell a that's lie. That's a hard yes. Accurate. But I want to defend myself, but I don't want to lie. There's no defense. When Just you, own it. When you take that long to defend your character, you know you've got work to do. <laughs> the most common things that well-off friends cause us to overspend on include restaurant meals, drinks at bars, vacations, uh, and elaborate celebrations for things like birthdays. <laughs> Where did I get to see a Nikki's house? Jesus. <laughs> her sister, I think, wrote it in. Clothes and spa treatments are two more big ones. <laughs> Most Americans, especially younger generations, are living paycheck to paycheck. So it adds up, and sometimes it's easier just to ghost the person and explain the problem or ask them to uh, tone it down. Now, I've been on the, the end of having a, a wealthy friend. And, you know, so I'm not a huge restaurant guy. Like, I mean, I'll go out and I'll enjoy a good meal and, and whatnot. But I like to cook for myself because I like yes. to portion my food. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I go, I'm not a big, big eater. So I don't when I go out, there's all this food like my wife and I will share food. Oh, yes. Because it's just going to waste. I don't want to sit there and stuff my face. That's how you get fat. So, you know, but occasionally you, know, you got to get out of the house and we'll, we'll go do this. Now, I had a friend who was very wealthy. And he liked to go to these really nice places all the time. Okay. You know, and this is like when like we were going to the bars and all this kind of stuff and dropping some cash. I couldn't keep up with them. So I've done what I was just telling you about. Like I've, and, and he was a fun dude to go out with and people knew who he was and I was a fan and all that kind of stuff. And, but I had to go, I can't make it tonight, man. Mm-hmm. I got to wait so for Friday. So he didn't pick up the tab? No, 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 no. Because remember when we were uh, interviewing Chad, he said that he picks up the tab for his friends because he realizes they don't make the money he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's Chad Kruger from Nickelback. If you yeah. don't, like, if I'm going out to eat with him and he doesn't pick up, not that I ever have or will, but <laughs> right. if, I, if that dude doesn't pick up the tab, I'm a little upset about that. But your friend, you're saying he was kind of wealthy. Pe- pe- uh, wealthy he's not Nickelback normal. wealthy, okay. but he's. But he was well off. He's like. He could have picked up a the tab. back of the nickel. Like, okay. <laughs> The other side of the coin. Yes, he could have. He could have picked up the tab. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you tell him, or you just ghosted him? No. I, well, I wouldn't. I, I don't think ghosting existed at the time. I think we called it just avoiding. Uh-huh. But <laughs> I, I, I would just say I couldn't go, or I'd go do something else. Be like, oh man, I got plans. Oh, what are you doing? Uh, a buddy of mine wants me to meet him at Ponderosa. You know. Yeah, but then this is the <laughs> downside to that because that's what was that's what my friend started doing. She started telling me she couldn't do it because of whatever. But then I would see her at everyone else's stuff because they were at Applebee's or they were at Olive Garden. And I said whoa, something whoa, to her about. Listen, just the way she said Apple. Hold on for a second. Did you just down Applebee's and Olive Garden with the little hand thing? No, I didn't down it. What I'm saying is that Did she wouldn't hear- come to my stuff, but I would see her out with other people at their stuff. Because Applebee's is purgatory for the bank account. Mm-hmm. It's nice, but yet affordable. But my- you could, you could, you could. Right after you get married, go to Applebee's, and it would be acceptable, and your pictures would be rocking and rolling. I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. But I mean, my, where I'm from, you could. Yeah, certainly. The Midwest, yeah, that's fine dining. Maybe so. <laughs> but my point is, okay, my birthday is once a year. You know that it's coming. 
if you got to save up to have one meal with me for my birthday and you have a whole year to do it, I feel like that's unacceptable. I you don't know. To come to my Are you really asking your friends to save up an entire year? <laughs> yes. So you can have the squirt of an Amazon waterfall drink at your birthday? <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's only one day. I show up for them. I show up for everybody's stuff and I do all their things. But you should be able to show up for me too. Th- that's not unfair of me. Don't look at me like that. Yeah, that's bad. No, it's not. How she, is that now, bad? She does show, reciprocation. She does show up big for her friends. I do. Big, big. Yeah, well, that's good you do that. doesn't mean that to show up big for you. Once a year, that's all I'm asking. So if you can't do that, are we friends? Like, no. can, can I get like six months, like now, we're about six months out from your birthday. Can I just get an idea of what I need to save up for? So yeah, what's our ready? budget? So we can like round up every well, time no. we get yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's different here. We just moved here, so I'm not going to have some elaborate birthday dinner because I don't know a lot of people here. Well, they, well, that means that's more going to be on our shoulders anyway. So now I definitely need to save up. Well, I'm telling you where we're going to go. Where everybody doesn't know her name. <laughs> and the salmon runs like the salmon of Capistrano or whatever. Salmon of Capistrano. People do know my name there. Going to Bennett's. All right. A Bennett's I can save for. I can make a Bennett's. Deal. All right, we're going to round up. Every time we go get our groceries, it's safe. Right? <laughs> Take the change. 68 60 oh my that's God. 40 cent in the nikki d birthday fund uh-huh. <laughs> yes. not even that bad. so they you know they also mentioned not only restaurants but like functions and weddings i despise the i don't despise the people because i have good friends that have done this i just don't like the idea of getting married and inviting people to your mar- your wedding when it's out of out of the country mm-hmm. it's elaborate i think that is like such a dick move. What it's entitled, and I didn't realize that until I did it, and then had to take stock in how I felt when other people didn't come. But be honest and say, "Hey, look, listen, we're going to get married in Costa Rica for whatever reason. We don't expect you to go. We're going to have mm-hmm. a little get together when we get back. If you can make it, great. Just give me a heads up. If you're not, if you can't, no big deal. But when we get back, we're having a party at Applebee's." No, my whole, I'm having a destination wedding. My whole thing is, this is where I'm going to be if you show up, cool for you. The only person that has to be at my wedding is my father, and that is it. And I'm not having a party when I come back. So if you come, you see it, great. And if you don't, oh, oh well, you'll see the pictures. Well, that's not necessarily You owe yourself a well, party when you come back. That's not necessarily true. What no, you, I'm not partying when I come back. What you just said. Why isn't it true? You said the only person that needs to be there is your father. Thank you for picking that up. Well, you might want to find a husband, too. The husband's (laughs) already going to be there if we're having a destination wedding. Hello, it's implied. I mean, like, inviting people, family. (laughs) Only my dad has to be there. My mom, she'll be there. But my dad's walking me down the aisle is what I'm saying. So, like, I don't care who doesn't come. Well, he's you got to find him first. I got to find who? The guy you're going to, the, the mayor. Well, yeah, I got to find one. He might I... be at that destination. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Got to find a guy that's willing to put up with your highfalutinous. I know. <laughs> it's fine, but that's what I plan to do. You tell a guy right out of the gates, right? You're like, look, I'm high maintenance. You got to have some cash. I don't say that. I just. What do you say? I say that um, I'm spoiled, which is true. In that it takes a lot to date me. That's what I say. Well, that sounds so inviting. I can't wait for the second date. (laughs) Let me sell you a car. Sometimes it runs and it's horrible on gas. Well, I don't like to waste time. 
That I agree with. It's no need to waste in time, so I'm going to be But you know those are you. two negative things. That's not negative. I'm spoiled and mm-hmm. I'm tough to deal with? Those yeah. aren't negative? You tell me a world, whatever world that is, Marvel, DC, that, <laughs> that, those, are, that those aren't negative. I don't think being spoiled is negative. You, your parents spoil you from birth. Try wording it differently. Okay, like how? Instead of saying I'm spoiled, let's start with spoiled. Okay. So I enjoy the greater things in life. You write this down. Okay, yep. I enjoy the finer things in life. Okay. There it is, the finer enjoy things the in life. the finer things in life. Okay. And then, you got this? Yep, got it. All right. Well, I'm not saying anything right now. Why are you still writing? I'm not. I'm oh. not. I'm done. Okay, no, stop. <laughs> <laughs> what was the second thing you did? Uh, the second thing was I'm a little difficult to deal with. Yeah, difficult's a negative word, by the okay. way. Okay. Yes, so yes, how do I how do I flare that up? So I'm look. So I I, I like the finer things in life, mm-hmm. and I'm looking for a man that can match my energy. My energy. That's good. My okay. Energy. Pure energy. Okay. okay. Pure, pure energy. My energy. Oh, that is great. Yeah. This is gonna be my new line. Why don't you get a See tattoo on your out for me. underneath your forearm, like a crypto? <laughs> So I can look at it when I'm about to go out. What am I going to say? I'll put it right here. I can read it. Okay, got it. Usually guys can tell yeah. if a girl's high maintenance. Right. By what they order. Yeah. You know? So I tell my daughter. Now, my daughter, uh, love her, love her, love her, but she has, and this is my fault, and her mother's fault. But you my, spoiled her? I was going to say, it has to be your fault. But I, it's funny. My wife just texted me and just said to your daughter, says, uh, that it says it's that's too much. I'll pay for myself. Yeah. So my daughter, I've spoiled her, mm-hmm. but I've taught her. I think I've done a good job of teaching her what a gentleman, how a gentleman should treat her. Yes. Just how I treat her mother. You know, I'm old school like that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she sees the things that I do for her mother, you know, and by her, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. as well as her. She's going to expect that from guys. But she's such an independently strong woman mm-hmm. that she'll tell a dude straight out of the gates, look, this is where I want to go. If you can't afford it, that's all good. I'll pay for myself. Oh, and then that's a, even a baller way to do what you're doing. I mean, doing. I do the same exact things, but then we get labeled as, oh, you feel like you don't need a man. No, that's not true. I just need a man who can do the things I need him to do. See, I would see it as a challenge. Would you? Yes, as you said that, it's like, oh, you think I ain't. I know punk. Yeah, I could definitely afford that, and I wouldn't be able to. But I would definitely. I, I I hope to God. I hope we're in this. I hope we're in this city long enough that I see you get married. Me? I, okay. No, Nelson. <laughs> I want to see the guy that ends up with you. So Same. do I. I. I can't wait. This guy has got to be um, like Superman. This dude, I might have to pull him aside and give him a heads up. <laughs> Warn him. What would you say? I need you to sign here because when you get a divorce in about six months, you got to come on the show and talk about it. No, I'm not yes. going to get a divorce. When I get married, that's it. My husband won't even be able to divorce me if he wanted to. So says 250 million other people. Right. It's not going to be easy. It's not 1965 in the Catholic Church. I know it's not, but I've waited this long to be married. Like, you're not divorcing me. I'll be on the network. You're going to have to get... I think think you're going to end up with an older older guy. I don't like old men, so I don't think so. But you're getting there, so it's like you have no choice now. I know. Yeah. Yeah.
You're getting that orange ticket manager special roast beef sandwich. I still think I'm going to get some nice looking rich guy that's. Now he's going to have money. He got to have oh, money. Oh, yeah. But he's going to be a black guy with white hair. Uh huh. He's going to be good looking. He's going to be a zaddy. But he's going to have injuries. Okay. Yeah. He's going to be crunched over just the tip. <laughs> He's going to have daughters that are your age. Oh, no. Uh-huh. And they're going to hate you. And he's going to have an old man first name like Carlton. <laughs> yes. Or Benjamin. Benjamin. Uh-huh. He's going to be a distinguished don't, gentleman. Don't yeah. call him Ben. He's going to be able to tell you stories about how he used to march back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> and Dr. Dr. King oh, and I. God. Oh, no. That's too old. <laughs> when he starts talking about his dreams. He lived them. (laughs) (laughs) Those are real dreams. (laughs) You ever heard of make a dream come true? (laughs) They came true. (laughs) Oh, my God. We'll see. We will see. Am I right? You see that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you have definitely laid out how her future is going to go. Yeah. Or he was like an ex-athlete for some sport that the organization doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) Like, I used to play for the Seattle Supersonics. (laughs) It's going to be one of those things. I used to work for Dotson back in the day. (laughs) I don't even know Dotson. Don't worry about it. He does. He'll tell you all about it. You got time. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of those things that she's going to be like, what? You're like, yeah, I was the CEO of Dotson. (laughs) I still got my sweet 280Z in the garage. <laughs> that two-tone green was badass, man. Our wheels oh only made two God. of us. Yeah. Anyway, got an update on the uh, Eric Abril kidnapper guy and how he was found. Oh, I'd like to hear that. And it's <laughs> it's so California, too. It is so, not only California, but it's so Roseville. How they found them? How they found them. Okay. <laughs> All right. Give us a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. We told you earlier that the, what do you call this? Suspect on the loose? Yes. Had finally been caught. For some reason, I didn't feel the energy in Roseville and Rockland that we have this. Killer fugitive. on the loose? Well, he's not a, well, we don't know he's a killer. Allegedly. We don't know who shot the hostage. Well, He's allegedly, a fugitive. but yeah. He's a fugitive. Mm-hmm. Right. So was Harrison Ford. Right. But he didn't do it. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> I'm not saying this guy didn't do it, but we know what I'm talking about. Right. Anyway, so this Eric Abril guy, he was at this medical facility a couple days ago, and uh, he was all chained up under armed guard. Mm-hmm. The dude gets loose. How does that happen? I have no idea. And so he's, he's out and about for 48 hours. The dude didn't go anywhere. He stayed in town. They actually found him at this apartment complex not far from my house. This guy loves to be around my house. He does. Something about your neighborhood, it tracks him. No joke. Trust me, I was looking for him, too. I know you were out with your camo. I was out, yeah, I was out with my camo. So anyway, he was uh, spotted wearing nothing more than jailhouse boxers and belly chains before he was taken into custody. And a homeowner and a dog led to the capture. 
of this guy. It's so California, right? Uh, absolutely. Like, dude, I was just out with my dog. <laughs> just walking. I guarantee. I wish they would have put. I wish they would have put a guy walking his dog without a leash. Exactly. Yes. Because you know the dog wasn't on a leash. Right. At and, all. That, and that's why he was probably found. Right. In this the creek dog ran a, right over there. Because the dog ran over. Yeah. I bet <laughs> you that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Let's find out who this guy was who ended up. Uh, and does he get a reward? I don't know if they had a reward out for him. I never saw that. Like they, if you didn't call the Crime Stoppers line, you know, so, whoops, sorry, you needed to dial whatever. Oh, then I'd post bond for this guy if they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think this guy should. I think this guy and his dog should get a reward. Uh, deputies say Eric Abril was on the run after escaping custody at this hospital. Uh, he managed to. This is the 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 quote. Defeat some of his restraints. You're a former corrections officer, Nikki D. What does that mean? That means he got out of his restraints, which means they were not on him proper because I, you're not going to tell me he defeated handcuffs coming off this hospital bed. How? So why don't they just say that instead of that? Defeat some of his, it's like he's fighting him. Well, because it makes it sounds like he's tougher than he is. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to say, oh, we didn't cuff him hard enough. Exactly. We didn't do our job as law enforcement uh-huh. to make sure he was securely restrained. But there's no chance he did the movie trick where you dislocate your thumb? You don't no. think he wanted to get out that bad he would do it? Like he takes his arms and he puts it around his back or uh-huh. his feet. And just like, I don't think that this is the guy. That, there's another guy in the loose, too, on the East Coast, like in Pennsylvania. That guy's more dangerous, though. Oh, yes, he is. I remember seeing that story as well. They in haven't that, found him yet? Not that I've seen. Ooh. No. Law enforcement said as we investigated all those leads, everything led back to the only credible sighting was back at Rainier Court around 4 a.m. because this guy was called on ring cam looking like Bigfoot. <laughs> you know, like that old you know, like, grainy. Yeah, the grainy. That's Eric Abril. No, dude, that's Bigfoot. You <laughs> <laughs> got him. That's Bigfoot. No, that's Eric Abril. That's a Sasquatch. All signs pointed to that was truly his location. And then cops did what they did. They went out there. They had their guns. And so this Bill Sanchez um, says he spotted Abril when he stepped onto his deck. I walked out to take the dog to go out to go potty. Mm-hmm. Uses the P word. I don't like that word. And I looked over the edge right here at the creek. I do it five times a day. And there wasn't an orange jumpsuit two hours ago. And there was an orange jumpsuit lying there on the ground. He said he heard some splashing in the water. He called the cops. They got there in minutes. There was probably over 20 guys with guns drawn. That's a cool scene if you've never seen it before. Like law enforcement. Like there's one thing to have uniformed cops and you know, when they get into action, it's one thing, and they, they're doing their job. And so, But you see those guys that are not plain clothes, but, like, the combat gear, mm-hmm. and they have got the automatic weapons, and they <laughs> have one mission, and they all show up at one time. That ain't no joke. Like, no. You, you, people that run from these guys, I don't know what's wrong with you. Like, do you think they're joking? <laughs> like they, <laughs> they got all dressed up, and they got their big guns and everything. What's wrong with you? Uh, they didn't want me to uh, standing next to them, Sanchez said. And he was taken into custody, and um, that was it. He said he, he didn't put up a fight either. No, he didn't. He just sat right down on the ground and put his hands behind his back. But I don't see anything about a reward, so I don't know if they're going to give him anything. Well, Bill will reward you. Where's our girl that uh, works at the trophy shop? Do we get her information? <laughs> Sarah, right? She was supposed name? to inbox us. Oh, we got to get all of Sarah. See if Sarah can give us a uh, Citizen of the Week award. Oh, yeah, that'll be cool. And then we'll give one to <laughs> Bill. Give one to Bill. And his dog. See if she inboxes. I never saw an inbox. Yeah, you know, Sarah from the trophy shop supposed to get us something for Game of Tones. Mm-hmm. We'll do a citizen of the week and we'll get them on. This will be Bill Sanchez's week. Bill. <laughs>
Nelson, hunt down Bill Sanchez Good for job, me. Bill. I'm currently hunting. All right. Him or his dog. I'll take one or the other. Oh, okay. Yeah. Get your uh, fourth and final round of headlines here in a minute. I have time to bring this up or no? Run yeah, you got home. time. Yeah, what are you doing? Oh, you were saying minutes. fourth and final run, run of headlines. I thought you were going to say Nikki D. Don't what think. Do what did I tell you about thinking? Oh, my God. And if I didn't do it, then you're upset with me because I don't have the music playing. Right. That's what I got to think. <laughs> <laughs> Anticipate, Nelson. But don't. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. You want to act calm, but be energetic. <laughs> You want to look mad, uh-huh. but have a smile on your face. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's it's the whole Brad Pitt line from Ocean's Eleven yeah, and exactly. Matt Damon. Right. right. <laughs> you want to be funny, but you don't want to be memorable. Right. Yeah. Uh, I just want, it's really simple stuff, because this is good news for people like me. Cargo pants are back. That's it. You can go into the music. Yeah, really? That is good news for you, so now you don't have to feel awkward telling the man you like his pants. I think that's still awkward. No, it's not. Yeah. He had nice cargo pants in which you like, and they're back in style. Who says they're back, though? Oh, this paper. <laughs> <laughs> ABC 10. <laughs> I'm sure they got it from a fashionista magazine or something. <laughs> Who says they're back? I've never I didn't read the story. <laughs> I just read the headlines. <laughs> All right, here you go. If there's one thing retailers can agree on, it's that Gen Z is hot for the early 2000s fashion trends now booming in pop. 2000s? Cargo pants were back in the day day. They just keep coming back then. they never gone away. I don't know why people say they went away. They're always in style. Because they were not cool for a while. Yeah, They're I think always, they did go away. Always been cool. Why are they always cool? Because they're realistic. That's why shopping carts have never been changed. Because you can't. They're realistic. Mm-hmm. It's a buggy with wheels you put your junk in. Mm-hmm. Cargo pants are realistic. You've got numerous pockets for your stuff. You're preaching to the choir, dude. I'm cargo shorts, not cargo pants, but I'm all about the cargo. Well, yeah, cargo anything. I'm cargo. Cargo Fargo. I, I mean, love pockets. So do I. That's I why I'm pockets. But you know, I've never owned a pair of cargo anything. Shorts, pants. Oh, you should get in on it. Never owned it. Makes a you pair. feel good. I just like having my dresses with pockets. You can put the uh, air from your chest that you keep letting out during the show in one of the pockets. <laughs> what? <laughs> I haven't even done that today. You know what oh. I'm wait. You know what I'm waiting for to come back. What? Z Cabaricis. Oh, that's not coming back. What the heck is that? Oh, <laughs> it's white people pants. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. It was a Z Cabaricis. It brought everybody together. Yeah. It didn't matter what color. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of those. No, no, no. I don't even know how to spell it. Z. Pause. Cabarici. Duh. You know the great thing about those pants? What? They came with a belt. These pants are expensive. This thing's like sixty-two dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh, they still. Where can you find them? Poshmark. Poshmark. Oh, those aren't. Those aren't the. Those aren't the OGs. I don't know what those. Get off that website. Those are D Cavariches. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Z Cavariches. Now Z Cavariches kind of like gave you a slender waist uh-huh. and then poofed out on the legs, but had a nice fine little belt that it came with. Yep. Okay, so like these more jeans. Now, you want okay. to Z Cavaricis were not jeans, they were dress pants. You want a okay. puka shell necklace well, this too? This says Z Cavarici retro jeans. So yeah, I don't know. that's now Z Cavarici did not make jeans. Very hard to find. There's a virus in that website. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of there. <laughs> abort, abort, abort. <laughs> turn it off, turn it off. Oh. 
You're going to have to take some more training. Turn it off. It's off. All right. Fourth and final. Now you can play the music. Good job. Fourth and final round of headlines. Go ahead. I'm going to tell you the latest billionaire beef and why TikTok is back killing people. It's right there. If She could have put that in one of her pockets. But, well, I didn't even do anything. No, no, no. Your belly did. Your dinosaurs. Do you know you've today probably made more noises than I have? I really haven't brought any attention to it just because I'm enjoying talking so much, but... <laughs> It, it literally sounds like a toilet running the entire show. Oh, no. I have not heard it at all. You've heard it, right? Yes. Yeah. You've, you're just going to say yes even if you didn't hear it, Nelson. No, what? no don't come at me. Yes, don't come are. at me again and I again. I hear it. Yeah. I've got, the listeners are saying they're Or it, feel so it. Stop listening because of it. That makes them grossed out. <laughs> all right. Fourth and final round of headlines here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. BS. Stand by for news. News, news, news. Headlines. Fourth and final round of headlines brought to you by Good Guys Heating and Air 530 Good Air. Best service, best price guaranteed. That's no BS. Thanks to Bill and the crew over there at Good Guys Heating and Air. Nikki D. Musk and Zuckerberg's love affair is getting nasty. 87. Mark Zuckerberg hopes users of his new Threads app will send messages of peace and love and organic granola kumbaya tree hugging. But the message Mark is sending Elon Musk is just the opposite. Musk and Zuckerberg are... Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg are feuding back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, Zuckerberg just dropped the Threads app. And according to FoxNews.com, Wendy's, the official Wendy's, put up a a comment on Threads that said, Hey, Zuck, you should go to space just to really make him mad, LOL. Somehow this got back to Musk, because I'm pretty sure he's not on Threads, but maybe he is on Threads. Oh, I bet you he's got a secret account. (laughs) Everybody that says they're not on social media, they're on social media. Right. Well, he went to Twitter to respond to that comment on threads and said, Zuck is a cook. So basically they're going back and forth. And I asked you earlier the cook, what that means. It's a weak person. Okay. Yeah. So that's But what- there's also another term for it where if you're sleeping with a what, a married man's wife? Yes, yeah. as the husband of an adulteress. You are the one being cheated on. Whether you are whether you are implicit in it or you don't know about it, you are technically being considered. Right. I a- don't think that's what he meant. I believe he was calling him a weak man. And that he couldn't go to space. Because the other one weak. makes zero sense. Yeah, I was wondering about that because Zuckerberg is married. I'm like, is his wife cheating on him? Is that what he's trying to say? Well, no, it's saw- like when you call a guy a beta. I saw, I saw some of the comments and I'm like, no, no, he's just, I mean. <laughs> Like, you're like, no, no, that's not what this it's means. It's not what right? it means. I mean, I, mean, I know what it, it, I know, yes, it means, but it also means, I don't know, maybe it's a, what, he's South African, right? Yeah. Maybe it's a South African thing. You know, they use different know. terminology, yep. different words and whatnot. Um, yeah. I mean, and then what did he say? He wants to do a, 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 a ding ding measuring contest. Oh, I didn't see that. I sent it to you. Oh, my God! You got to read the stuff I send you. It's good oh, stuff. I didn't see that. No, yeah. A measuring contest? Yeah. I mean, like. It makes me feel like he meant it the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really think that this is like they're in it together. Yeah. Like they're like, look, we can help each other out because conflict builds character. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like the old rap beef battles. 
where the, right. the the magazines and the labels would set it up. Right. And it wasn't real. It was a gimmick. It was fake. But it brings everybody into it. But yeah, you have now a poll. Pol- I believe, I remember a program director one time said, I polarized my audience. And I said, uh, yeah, that's a good thing. And because I was doing something, I forget what it was. But I was like, yeah, that's a good thing. He goes, no, polarization's bad. I disagree. Polarization is good. If you can polarize people, mm-hmm. I mean, it depends. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> I'm trying to follow. It, if you, if you're, it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. But polarization can be good for reasons like selling a product, mm-hmm. getting people on you, especially if you're profiting on both sides. Mm-hmm. Right, you're getting a taste of both. You want that. Because there's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser. Well, if this is for show, then why does he file a lawsuit against him? Like, why is he making it a legal thing if they're putting this on for show? Yeah, you can file lawsuits and then... Well, then it extends the story, too. Get rid of it. No big deal. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if I were right. I don't know. I feel like they really hate each other, though. For, for what real. reason? Because they're both gazillionaires that have apps and cars? I mean, like, how? why would you... They know nothing about each other. They're not friends. You hate somebody because they bang your wife. You hate somebody because they kick your dog. You hate somebody because they break into your house. But this is like a molest your fish. A molest your fish. It's like a a superhero thing. Like somebody wants to be the good guy and point out the other person as the bad guy. And this is just characters now they've taken on. Neither one of them will ever be the good guy. Well, Zuckerberg thinks he is. This country hates rich people. That's yes. true. So if you're rich, you're already a bad guy. Look at the submarine story. That'll prove it right there. Right. Five billionaires on a submarine. They all died a horrible death. Who cares? They were rich. Right. People were making jokes before they knew they were dead, while they knew they were dead, and even to this day. Yeah. If they were five, well, the Chilean miners, for example. Not a joke. Not a joke. No. People were glued to their televisions, wishing the best. Mm-hmm. Nobody gave a damn about the billionaires underwater. <laughs> also, Zuckerberg is not even in Musk's realm really when you think about it 245 billion that's musk just over a hundred is zuckerberg oh, like that's oceans apart and they go to applebee's oh yeah <laughs> they don't go to applebee's oh, i promise you <laughs> neither one of them go to applebee's they probably don't even know what applebee's is it's oh, like paris hilton didn't know Walmart. i bet you zuckerberg goes to applebee's for sure zuckerberg would know yeah he's the f- have you ever seen social network no you got to get out more i know do you know anything about him Zuckerberg? Yeah. I just know him and his friend started Facebook. Yeah, hoodies and flip-flops. Uh-huh. And, you know, he did it over a girl. And then he screwed his buddies out of uh, out of, uh, out of the company. Mm-hmm. I and remember he, all that. He teamed up with the dude from uh, Napster. Well, and I've heard that he's good friends with Warren Buffett. And Warren Buffett's a frugal guy who does go to places like that. All right. They're all Applebee's people. I'm well, telling you. If I'll... you ever go to Applebee's, you'll probably run into them. <laughs> you probably won't. Yes, you will. If you look at Mark Zuckerberg's profile, you'll see a bunch of pictures. His profile picture is at Applebee's, actually. Understanding out this sign. Oh, okay. Yeah. In good in neighborhood. In good in neighborhood. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right, second story. <laughs> the latest TikTok challenge has left four people dead. H eight. If they're you know being filmed on camera, I think they're more likely to do something stupid because they want to show off in front of their friends or for like social media. A TikTok challenge has rescued crews worried while on the water this summer. Today's show is sounding the alarm on this new TikTok trend that once again is going viral where it's called boat jumping. And people are getting in speed boats, going out on the rivers, oceans, wherever, and then they just jump off the back of the boat. 
four people while have, it's going while it's moving absolutely yeah. very fast and four people have recently died from this because when you jump off a boat and you're moving fast in water it's just like hitting concrete yes so people are jumping off breaking their necks you also uh, run the risk of jumping off in the propeller killing you another boat running you over so they're telling people like Stop doing this. It's dumb. I think the trend is you have to jump off the back of the boat, too. Yeah, it's it? the back of yeah, the boat. The That's the where boat. you jump off at. There's like five people in Alabama that have died from it. But I, it's, you know, I grew up on the water, and I remember jumping off the boat when we were going, and it was, it's not. I don't remember it being a big deal. Really how fast? fast were you going, though? 110, 20. Oh, my God, man. No, if you jump off a boat going, even, I've fallen off by mistake before in not even on my head, just on my back and side. It hurts. Why would you jump in on your head? Well, it was a sport. I was on a team. What kind of team? Boat jumping. Your high school didn't have it? No, my high school did not have boat jumping. Yeah, it was a, well. My, we didn't even have a swim team. My high school didn't have it, but the public school did. Because we didn't have rowing or anything like that. But the public school had boat jumping. Okay, so it was a thing, and, it and was, they provided you guys a boat, and y'all went and jumped off of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you have to... I mean, you just you have to make sure you could swim, of course. But yeah, I mean, I lettered in it. Okay, so then how did you get trophies for? What were the techniques? Well, there was tournaments. There was a season. Okay, obviously, so what spring. was your famous jumping technique that you did? Well, there was. It's not like you got judged on style. You got judged mainly on distance. <laughs> So oh, how far you could jump off of the boat? Yeah, because it was a team. It was a team sport. The person driving the boat, uh-huh. and then the person jumping. So depending on the angle of them or the the speed and the angle of you jumping and the speed of the boat going, mm-hmm. that's how the judges decided. And they were in a boat next to you, so they were running parallel to you. Oh, so y'all school had two boats? No, no the judges were the ju- the judges were provided by the state or the county. Oh, they had a boat, but the school had a boat. The school okay. had one boat, only it, one, only one boat. Then you go how back. Big was our team? Uh, sixteen. I mean, not every. You could only play eight. Oh, okay. So it was sixteen of us. So only eight of y'all jumped. Per game. Well, you got to have eight drivers. Yeah. Well, you, we only had two drivers. There's only okay. two drivers. Only yeah, two, two drivers. Yeah. Okay, I got you. So you never heard of that? No, I never heard of it. I don't blame you because I just made that entire story. <laughs> I have no idea what I was just talking about, but you seem so into that story. I was like, why stop now? <laughs> I was about to Google. I was like, what movie is? This? Oh no, that's not I even a movie. It wasn't a movie. No, not even a movie. Just, just making well, he, it up. He threw me off when he said, "Well, the public school had." I go, "This has got to be a plot." Hold on. <laughs> Private school versus public school boat competition. Is this meatballs too. This is back to camp. No, no, no movie on that one. Just he just makes up stuff off the top of his freaking head. Just some good old storytelling. That's right what there. he does. Good old fashioned storytelling. <laughs> We're close to Hollywood. We could probably get you a three-picture deal on that. I was just, she was like, look at it. She believed every second of that. That was awesome. No, I didn't. Oh, please. I knew that wasn't real. You were looking, at first you doubted me, and then, (laughs) as soon as I pulled the public school because you tried to trick me up, that's when you started to believe me, and I knew that's what I had to do. (laughs) Am I right? Yes. Am I right? Yeah. Come on. Okay, fine. There you go. <laughs> You're a good liar. It's not lying. That is, I don't know what that's called. It's called lying. <laughs> Some people call that. Everybody I know say lying. They'd be wrong. They would be wrong. They would call be liars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last minute calls, comments, concerns.
You want to know how our boat sounded? <laughs> how did your boat sound? Was <laughs> 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 the engine? That's a pretty good one. Yes. <laughs> It had everything. It had like the gurgle of the water and the, it was moving it. You're starting it. I like that, actually. I was waiting for you to ask me what the boat's names were. <laughs> oh, now that one was good. All right, 916-909-0985. You can also give us a text there. Last minute calls, comments, concerns, and texts. We'll get those in here and then we'll get out for a Monday here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. As always, we appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. We're going to have to work something out with these kids. What happened? What now? Well, here's the thing. So my wife... Here's <laughs> the thing. <laughs> it's a one-off event. Had to babysit Nelson's kids. And I thank her. They're not the best-behaved children. Oh, you got to you gotta give them some, some direction. Because I kept them Saturday, and uh, we, had, we had no problems. Why'd you keep them Saturday? Uh, See what he does? <laughs> you get him Saturday. I got him Monday. What is he doing? No, there was a reason. I told him that I was going to get his daughter on Saturday, and then he needed me to also keep his son. So why were you just going to take the daughter? Yeah, I just took her initially. Yes. What was the plan? One lost at a time. No, it was just yeah. I was just having a little girls' day with her because I felt like she needed it. Where were you going to take her? No, I did take her. I, I took her out to brunch, and then we did went and did some shopping. Well, yeah, I have a feeling you're going to try to step in and be Mama Bear. I just. You're trying to, because he's a bad disciplinary. No, Nelson is just a man, and my father was a man raising girls. I know how that is, so I just, you know, want to insert my womanness in there. Well, he's not a good disciplinary. He not. is not, but I'm not going to say he's not a good one. It's just your kids sometimes get used to you. So when other people. They're not afraid of him. Exactly. They're they not afraid be. of him at all. Why aren't they? Why aren't your kids afraid of you? They should be terrified. Of I you. brought this up to her, and I think it's because when she uh, had to get upset with them and let them lay down the stern down, they don't know whether or not she's going to hit them. <laughs> that's a good thing. But they know I'm not going to hit them. Well, that's what I just told Rach. So Rach, you know, has got your kids today at my house. Mm -hmm. Your son comes up to her. She does. They're doing the same thing with her belly as they're doing with yours. Oh, no. And I'm like, what the, what the? She doesn't even have a belly, so was yeah, he just rubbing belly? on her? I guess. <laughs> I'm like, you got to tell the kid that you don't do that to, you know, <laughs> quasi strangers. Right. It's a little smack in the back of the head. There's nothing wrong with that. Squirt some right. Tabasco in his eyes. Yes. Whatever. I mean, whatever. Mouth, you, whatever you got to do. And uh, so I don't know what they were doing today. So I got pictures and video of them jumping on my couch and whatnot. So I guess everything went okay. So she leaves the house early because she's got my truck, uh -huh. and every every time I talk, like have this conversation, you sound he like he knows like, how they are in the car. I'm just you sound like you're giving birth. I'm just waiting, just <laughs> <laughs> oh. waiting for the hammer to drop. So you know, I, we only have one vehicle right now because her, you know, those are still being shipped from Georgia. So she was like, "I need you, I need your truck today because in case God forbid something happens, I got to take them somewhere." You know, I was mm -hmm. like, "I'll totally get it. So just take me to work. We'll pick the kids up here. It'll be easier for Nelson. He doesn't have to drive all the way over. Everything's good. Life's good." So she gets here early. and She's been texting me for the past five minutes. She's like, "I'm here." Now, normally, I would go if she's got my my truck. I'd mm -hmm. go and I'd bring her up in the studio. But I don't want Nelson's kids up here. Thank you. Because I still had a couple segments. He's got work to do. I got work to do. I just, sorry, no disrespect. No, but. it's no disrespect. I'm glad you didn't bring him in so I don't have to look like an idiot not being able to wrangle him. But so they're stuck in the car with my wife. It's like, you know, being chased by a, a, 
a bunch of hornets. <laughs> and you just can't get out. You're just swatting. So she's like, I got it. I got it. We're going to the taco place. What taco place? Yeah, what taco place? She's like, over by Bennett's. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. Pop in and see if they know Nikki. I, I, <laughs> they I know go, me. I go, well, I'm about off the air. I can come home now. She's like, well, just meet us over there. Like, how am I supposed to get oh. there? Well, Nelson's got to get his kids. He's got work to do. Yeah, yes. we have work after the show. <laughs> She's like, I'm at the light. I'm like, turn around. <laughs> You're making yes. this more difficult than what it is. She's they like, must be in the car acting crazy. That's what it is. Well, that's what she says they're acting up. Mm-hmm. She ha- She has to, because your wife is really nice and sweet. She has oh, to give them. Oh, she's a puss, dude. She's right. a pushover. She has to give them that stern. I'm not playing with y'all. She's meaner to me than she is with kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Rachel's is really, really sweet. And I'm 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 nice to kids. I ain't gonna lie, I don't really like kids like that. But I am a disciplinarian. So kids know like oh, don't I like play how, with me. I like how you do it. Like, don't play with me. Like his son, when I had him in the car, he was on the floor like doing something, and I said, get up and put your seatbelt on. And he said, No. So I slammed on brakes and stopped my car and I turned around and looked at him. And he's like Putting his seatbelt on. Like, do not play with me, little boy. Yeah. Put well, that seatbelt on. What happens? You hit him? I didn't hit him because he put I mean, his will you, on. though? I, I, I punch him in the face? I won't punch Bloody no kids in no face. I don't abuse kids. You know what you do is you put a, a clothespin on their tongue. No. <laughs> Does that work? No. Yeah. It hurts. I'll try that. And then handcuff them. I don't have any cuffs. I got fuzzy cuffs. <laughs> Another good thing to discipline, our, discipline a kid uh-huh. is to... Uh, have them hold a penny as high as they can on the 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 wall. Oh, that's good. That's Their a, arms will get tired. That's a military thing. That's really good, actually. Say so you're gonna get the pe- penny's gonna get the penny. Oh my god, this guy. You're but gonna the get the. Pe- we gotta go. Music. Okay. Yeah, music. Yeah, but you got and you just you you're like, I'll tell you when you can come down. Oh. But your kids gotta again be afraid of you to know that if they come down before you tell them, it's gonna be. So you're saying I got to mix in some corporal punishment that I've not been good at. Mm-hmm. Tabasco and a water gun. I think I might be able to do that versus actually hitting them. I can't <laughs> hit them kids. Since you can't find sriracha, got to use Tabasco. Plenty of Tabasco. A lot of punches of Texas Pete out there. The only thing is, is when they're 15, they can whip your ass because they have these huge calves. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's all they have. They got like Popeye calves. <laughs> all right. Nikki, you got anything? Yes, I enjoy the finer things in life. Yes, you know. Did that sound convincing? Yes, the okay. squirty twist of a waterfall from the Amazon strawberry melon. <laughs> <laughs> With the of a pear. <laughs> the hair of a pear. That's what I like. The berry of a strawberry. <laughs> the blueness of the blueberry. That's what I like in my twisty watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it's $12,000. Your time is up. <laughs> I know. Time is nothing to me. <laughs> My man will buy time. <laughs> he wants to be with her. <laughs> I want time. He'll buy me. <laughs> hours and hours of time. All right. Now, see you Thank you, and I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> All right, look, have yourself a great, safe rest of your night. Thanks for being here. We'll talk to you part three. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show.